Visit Arcade Club, Europe's largest classic arcade, with over 200 video and pinball machines. There's classic consoles and computers. There is also PS4s, Xbox Ones, Wii U, PC, and Oculus Rift, and regular tournaments and competitions. All machines are set to free play. Open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Check out arcadeclub.co.uk for more details. Tenpence Arcade are proud members of the Throwback Network and the Retro Junkies Network. Hello. You did say just say hello for an introduction. This is the Sean Holly School of Introductions. Hello, listeners. This is the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, aka Vertvic. And I'm Sean Holly. How are you, Vic? Mm. Harumph already? Yeah. Pretty much harumph. <laughs> harumph. I'm finding life difficult at the moment. It's too hot. It's in the UK, if you're not in the UK, we've had a little bit of a heat wave for recently. And we're yeah. not used to it. Us Englishers, Britishers. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's so bad up north, is it? It's all right. It's a, it's been about twenty degrees today, so it's not too bad. Yeah, in in well, near London where I live, uh, in the week it's been like thirty four. I saw that. Uh, it's quite hot, especially working in, in machines. I know what it means to work hard on machines. It's a labour of love, Sean. It's a labour of love. God, that's a song in there. Um, Thompson Twins. Ah, oh, uh, Thompson Twins. Yeah. We should have kept that for our um, our music quiz later on. Could have got you with one. I have got a good music quiz for you, and because you're so good, I've made them quite a bit tougher. Echelente, I like those. <laughs> so tell me what you've been up to in the arcade oh, scene. Tons! Okay, I, I'm not so... Well, a bit, a few. Go, you go first. I've been to Replay Events Play Glasgow in oh, Glasgow. In Glasgow? Yeah, I went for the I went for the Saturday, and on the Sunday I went round Glasgow with Wath. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, really nice. I was helping James IGP with the loading and offloading of the machines at the Blackburn end. But Did you not steal any? Glasgow. No, yeah, they're very hard to fit in like undercoats and in pockets and mm. stuff. Did he take Pac-Mania with him? No, he didn't. Oh. Hmm. Mm. My old Pac-Mania, I've swapped with him for my old Phoenix. Mm. The highlights of my journey would be scoring, this is a good score, this, 106,000 on Millipede from a zero start. That sounds pretty good. I know, it's a game of a lifetime. And then it was getting very competitive on a game of Roadrunner with me, <laughs> Jim, yeah, Jim Bagley, and Neil, 20 to 5. Bim Jagley? Uh, yeah, Jam Bigley. That's him. Turns out, Jim converted the arcade game to the Spectrum in the 1980s, so he was very good at it. I had that. We're all playing it. I think Jim, about two seconds to six before James pulled the plug, Jim got the highest score. Ooh. And then next day when I wasn't there, Jim beat Neil playing it. He's like a rat up a drain pipe, that lad. Yes, and guess what? What? I have a little bit of an arcade game reveal with Mr. Jim Bagley, a little two-minute audio clip, and I should put it in here. Mr. Jim Bagley, hello, are you okay? Hello again, yes. Good, Congratulations thanks. on the success of the Kickstarter yeah, for the Spectrum Next. Yeah, it's been amazing. It's been like, really good. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. 
it's been gobsmacking. It's awesome. And when you've got time from doing all that and all your other projects, you've also yeah. said to me you've got a little maybe side project on the go. What would yes. that be to us arcade lovers? That, that, to the arcade lovers, it would be a Spectrum Next arcade machine. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah uh, basically, it's Spectrum Next with the. It won't have Spectrum ROMs in it. It'll have a special arcade game ROM, basically, and it will be an arcade machine for all intent purposes. So replace a PCB in a cab. Brilliant. And you're thinking of making your own game for this, are you? Yes. An arcade style game. An arcade style game. Yeah. A shootable. I haven't totally figured out what yet, but it'll, it'll be fun. A shooter up is a good choice. Yes. And you said that was because back in the day you were always trying to make arcade, arcade games. games onto the Specky. Yeah. And then in in 2012 I did an arcade, a Specky game on an arcade PC, which was Manic Miner Man, which was Manic Miner from Spectrum, rewritten to work on Pac-Man hardware. So now this would be a dedicated piece of hardware that would be inside an arcade machine. So it's an arcade game of a spectrum. Basically. That's excellent. So, yeah. Well, best of luck with that when you eventually yeah. do get time. Yeah. That, that'll be once the Kickstarter's finished and yeah. um, we've done the, the video tutorial videos about to make it. Mm. I've, I've seen our type running on it today. Yeah. And it's just so much smoother it and so much, smoother, much yeah. more playable, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, once, once we get the, the next out there and, and we get people making games specifically for the next with the extra hardware features and everything, it, the games will be a hell of a lot smoother as well anyway, so it, it's all, for me anyway, it's all looking good. I, I love, enjoy writing the games for the Spectrum next and I hope everyone else will as well. And just the Spectrum games, you know, it's where I started in the industry and you know, it's... it's it's great for me, I love it. I yeah, you, you've given some old hardware new life. Yeah, I can't can't wait to see it roll off the, uh, the factory floor. Excellent. And I'll be there with the cameras ready and everything. Yeah. <laughs> ready to post. All right, thanks very much, Jim. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Oh, nice one. Mm. Anything else you did in Glasgow? Also... I collared Mr. Neil1637 into to doing a walk around did with Did you feel his collar? Yes, he's a policeman, so yeah. <laughs> so we've got a 20-minute walk around, more a waffle around. A waffle around. And we shall put that in here, listeners, here. Hey, kids! <laughs> Welcome to the Tempets Arcade Podcast. We're here at Play Expo Glasgow, and I'm here with my good friend, Neil, 20 to 5. What time is it, Neil? It's 20 to 5. What? What? Right, we're going to have a look at all the arcade machines here today, aren't we, Neil? We are indeed. Yes. I, was, I wasn't going to be part of this, but I've been accosted by this bald-headed fool. So here we go. I'm not, I'm not bald. Anyway, the first one, Crazy Taxi. It's crazy, that taxi. These are all supplied by James RGP again. Got a point blank. Indeed. Mortal Kombat, what do you think of fighters, Neil? Yeah, they're not my bag. Uh, they have a place, but they were never my bag back in the day, and they're not now. Too many buttons, too many yeah. combinations. Too many bags. <laughs> Next we have House, House of, of the, the Dead. Dead. One, two? One, I think. One. Yeah. 
Shooting zombies, way to shoot them, Sean. Right in face. Right in face. Classic, classic game. Afterburner. Not before burners. Afterburner. Afterburner. It's like after eight. Hang on, Super Stew is fixing hang on because the brake is jammed on. Hang on looks a bit poorly, Sean. So you don't have to like hang on to it, you can just sort of saunter. Should we put saunter on? Oh, there's people running onto Continental Circus. That is one of my favourites from when I was a lad. I didn't play the one with the 3D glasses. No, no, no. But the 2D one, I really enjoyed. Yeah, this was... Doesn't play as well as I remember. No. Moving on then to what is my favourite racer of all time in the arcades. Me too, really, yeah. Atari's pole position. I think just that may be a pole position two board in, but it's just as good. Absolutely fabulous game. Mm. Um, love it. We've got three Atari System 1 games here. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. The Temple of what? Doom, I Doom. say. Doom. Road what? Blasters, sir. <laughs> Blasters. I'm a road blaster. And we've got Road Runner. Mimi. Getting into the sound effects. Space Invaders Part 2, which is alright. And the, the star of the show, as ever, is a sit down outrun where there's now a queue of two, four, six people, if you count little kiddies, Always waiting to go on it. Always a queue. I hope they're sort of letting people go on. Where now, Sean? There's a lady with bunny ears, yeah. just that they're not real. No, definitely not real. Like someone's just stuck on her head. Punch out. Punch out again. Punch him out. Favorites. No, me neither. Um, and, and neither is Zaxxon. Zaxxon, no, yeah. it's, it's, it's tough. Struggle as... with diagonal games. Yeah. Up and down, left and right. It looks nice, but it plays really difficult. Gore. Gore. Love Gore. It's a good game. Loved it back in the day. Good game that, multi-levels. Game called Tron there, never heard of it. Oh, lovely cabinet though. Mm. Charlie Farr's current favourite, Burger Time. Yeah. Also they've got Super Pac-Man, not normal Pac-Man. This one's super. Yes, yeah, it's, it's quite an interesting version of Pac-Man. Do you like Pac-Man? Again, it's not a favourite. Mm. I like maze games, mm. but ne never bonded with Pac-Man. What would be your favourite maze game? Um, well, I'm going to support Vic on this one, Ladybug. and I'm going to go with Ladybug. Oh! Out of all the ones I've played for the podcast, Ladybug has it. <laughs> well, that's normal Pac-Man. Galaxian, you've always got to have a Galaxian. And a Gallagher. Right, so Gallagher, Galaxian, Sean, which, which one for you? Galaxian. Oh, I'm it's in pure, the other camp. It's pure, simple experience. I'm in, I'm in the other camp, Gallagher. The other camp. Gallagher camp. Oh, right, yeah. Because I can't see any camps. <laughs> Return of Judy, there she is. Star Wars. Battlezone. Alright, Mr. Key from RGDS Podcast, how are you? I'm not bad yourself. Alright, thank you. We're doing an impromptu walk around of oh, all the arcade machines. Oh, good stuff. So, what's been your favourite one to do then? Uh, none of them. They're all rubbish. No, I think. Well, my favourite one is in there being fixed. 1942. Come bring it out, fix it, hurry up. Uh, yeah, they've, <laughs> they've brought it up to Glasgow in parts, and it's their project oh, over I the see. weekend. The RGP repair team. But I'm, I'm not very good at repairing them, so. Anyway, you enjoying your RGDS podcast? You, you've, you're well, a new few anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, and there's two more episodes imminent. There's one on um, the Edge Games I'm doing with Paul Driscoll, and uh, 1985, the best of 1985. Excellent. Where the guys obviously following in your footsteps from yeah. 84. They've done another month there, so yeah. still really looking forward to that one. All right. Uh, so yeah, but 
today is a fantastic day, really enjoying it. Got the lad with me, he's he's in his element enjoying the games. Mm. I've spied a broken marble madness around the corner here. I'm yeah. disappointed that's not working. <laughs> it got into test mode, but something was happening, it just kept rebooting. That's a great shame. game. Great game. Fantastic game. I've had a look at it, give it a wobble. That's all I can fix it now. Good to see you, mate. Yeah, Sean, yeah, catch you later. Right, so we've got battle zone back up and working. Oh, that's wor uh, working, yeah. We'll have to have a game of that later. And then yeah. the stunning Tempest. We've just had a go of that and I, I thrashed you on it, didn't I, Neil? No, you've marginally beaten it by about 100 points. Okay then. Asteroids. <laughs> Asteroids is a good game. Right, up the road. Popeye. Not so keen about Popeye. Sorry, sorry Alex. Uh, I've never been sold on that. No, I, I, I've never gave it enough time to mm. bond with it. But next to that is Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong nice and one. Donkey Kong Jr. It's very busy, isn't it? It's a good turnout. It is busy, but not too busy. After that, we've got Mario, Super Mario Brothers in a Zachariah. Yeah. yeah. Is that quite, quite a hard. rare board? It must be. The Super Mario Brothers board? Because it's not a play choice job. Um, I don't know, I don't, actually. I don't know what will be in it. Um, because they, they did do a board, didn't they? I yeah, think. it's also on the 19 in one. But I don't know what ah, James right. has got in his cab. He's one of, he's one of my all-time favourites. I don't know why I keep coming back to this, but I love it. Moon Patrol. You do, don't you? We played Just it early, didn't we? Play it endlessly, yeah. Robotron. Some of these are uh, David Hamilton Bomb Jacks caps. Yeah, Some of these this, Williams games. Not this Robotron. Not this one, no. This Defender is a thing. No, it's not. No, it's not. Defender. Yeah. Atari's Millipede. Millipede. I've just got 106,000 on Millipede from zero from a zero star. Well it's the done. best I've ever done. Sinistar. Now, can you? What does he say when he's hungry? Um, uh, pass. I really don't he know. He says, "I hunger." Can you do that? I hunger. I hunger. I hunger. It's a game I've never played. <laughs> never played. <laughs> Right, right. Robotron. The better Robotron cab here. This is one of Bomb Jack's cabs. Yeah. Brilliant. Joysticks. Mm. Absolutely. 578. Good score. Someone's behind Claire, yeah. Tron 2. Joust 2. Not Tron. Where have I got Tron from? Joust 2, Survivor of the Fittest. Yeah. I think uh, if we had like a fight, me and you, I would be the fittest, wouldn't I? What do you think? You're a policeman, aren't you? Kick my ass. Kick my ass. Bubble, right, bubble, bubble. Um, I'm not sure of the cab that it's in, but it's a great game. Do you know why it's done up like that? <laughs> no. Because it was in the Black Mirror episode, San Junipero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they actually put the side art on and everything, and like this really colourful bezel right, for, okay. the, for the for actual that. movie. Yeah, right, not okay. a movie, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Episode, that's the word. Great game, though. Brilliant two-player game. Played the hell out of it back in the day. Yeah. Salamander. Not only a fire-breathing dragon of myth, or are they real, aren't they, salamanders? Are they real? They are, they're them big lizards, aren't they? But they're not. I don't think they breathe fire, though. Ah, oh, right. Well, they should do. Well, they should. Yeah. We could be wrong. And it's a game as well. It is. A nice Goliath cab. Yeah, tracks to that. Track and field. Track Everyone's favourite, apart from many people. We'll have, to, <laughs> we'll have to have a go later. No! Yeah. I can't do it. It makes me answer. Right, round the corner. Karate champ. Karate champ. Possibly the first ever one-on-one -on -one fighter. Is that right? Yeah. A knowledgeable bloke here. Yeah. There was a 1976 Sega TTL boxing game called Heavyweight. And that was a one-on-one -on -one fighter, basically. But I think this, this is really what people think the first one. Yeah. 
Play Choice 10. Choice Everyone 10. loves Duck Hunt on the Play Choice they do. 10. Do they're doing, and they're redoing Duck Hunt. Are they? Yeah, well, it's called, modern console. It's called Dog and Summer. Dog, dog and Duck. I think it's called Dog and Duck. Something like okay. that. Honestly, yeah. For modern consoles. Yeah. Awesome. Defender. Defender. Mr. Bomjack playing it. Indeed. Indeed. He's up to 774,000. He'd give Russ yeah. J a run from his money. In. He may be there sometime. Yeah. And this is really good. It's a little scratch build Stargate machine with a J Rock in it. It is. Um, one I'm particularly interested in because that's exactly what I'm building at home. That's scratch build, yeah. albeit mine for a Robotron. Looks immaculate and the controls are really tight on it as well. Really, really good. Really, good. really yeah. nice. Yeah. Next we have a Leisure 2000 cab. Playing Donkey Kong. Frogger. Frog. Frog going across road. Why did Frog go across road? Got Gyrus. One of my favourites. What is your opinion on Gyrus? You like the, the spinny, spinny crap? I, I quite it? like it, yeah. Yeah. Um, only on the cab, it's a game that I just don't, I, I don't like it in MAME and I, I don't like other versions, but I do like the cab version. It's great with the Monroe stick. Yeah, at Arcade Club. Yeah. Brilliant. Mr. Who? Mr. Do. Mr. Do, that's who. Mr. Do. <laughs> Big, Doug. Dig Doug. Big Doug. Big Doug. Mr. Do's obviously the better game. Um, no. Vic, Vic's going to edit this. <laughs> Amidah, Amidah, a game that I've never played until the podcast, and yeah. I go back to every time I'm at Arcade Club. I really enjoyed it's it. It's on yeah. my favourites on my main setup. Yeah. Really, really like it. Time Pilot being my top five of all time games. Time Pilot, and rightly so. Great, great game. Juno first. Great shooter, which you really need to do on the podcast, guys. I know. I think it's coming actually. Do you know they did a sequel? Guess what it was called? Juno third. Oh, nearly Juno oh, second. Oh man. Rolling from the Wonder Wonder. favourite. Yeah, he loves that. <laughs> and that is it for the arcade cabs, but we've got loads of pins. Absolutely. Loads of pins. There must be... Shall know. we run through the pins? Yeah, very quickly. Not, not run through them, I mean, yeah, walk, walk by them. And, walk past yeah. and maybe say the names. <laughs> Terminator 2. Star, Star Wars. Wars. Great, great pin Star Wars. Demolition Man. Um, that looks... What's that? It's a Williams Joyride. I don't know, there's no title on it, that's very weird. I think it's Joyride. Oh, you're very knowledgeable there. Um, Getaway. Getaway. ACDC. Great tunes coming out. Hulk. Oh, solid, solid state jobs, yeah. I like them. I really like those. I really like Solid State. And Hulk looks friendly on there, doesn't he? Doesn't he look a friendly <laughs> fella? He looks like he's shaking your hand. He's not. He does, doesn't he? He's not going to knock, <laughs> you, knock your lights out him, is he? Judge, Judge Dredd. Dredd. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, which is running the kids' high score competition. Golfers. Hey, we could get on that. Kids' high score competition. Just kneel down. Kid out of the way. Let's Just go. kneel down and see you get a high score. I bet you still wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> Austin Powers. Another demolition man. Yeah. Terminator, Terminator 3. 3. Oh, I've never seen that one before. Seen that one, oh. Fun house. Yeah. And then is this Vic's favourite? No. No? It's World Cup soccer. The one he likes is World Cup 94. Oh. Spinny football in the, in so the middle. Close. Batman had a go on that before. Really good. Didn't know what I was doing, but I seemed to hit all the right things. Yeah, it's really, a bit of a, really good. Bit of an art form pinball, isn't it? Yeah. To so play them well, you can be good with your reactions and flip them around a bit, but you've got to be very, very you good need to, to know get... the table. Yeah. Spider-Man, Indiana Jones, another good gophers. The Indiana Jones cab. That is all the stuff on the top. Is that with the cab? It looks great. Not originally, I don't think. No. It's one of them extra things you can buy. I remember playing that. 
in a pub in Northampton in the early 90s. One of them magic games, you know, where you just the ball doesn't go down the middle. Yeah, yeah. And you get more and more confident, and it just still doesn't go down the middle. Really? And, and like people were coming from miles around just to see it. I wasn't allowed in a pub in the 1990s because I was too young. Oh. obviously. Actually, no, they weren't, but they would have been. Roadshow. Roadshow. Fast break. Them two can link up. Them two pinballs. Okay. And you can almost play each other. And then Black Rose. That's, that's got a little topper on it as well. It has, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean style pirate ship. I think there's. I think the the organizer said there's 40 pinballs here. And there will be. There are a lot of pins. Gottlieb, Surf and Safari. Congo. Gilligan's Island. Creature from Black Lagoon. I used to play that one. And the Champion Pub. Champion Pub? Never heard of that. Ever. Is that pub good? Ah, it's Champion. There'll be coke can in the bin. More coming to the end of the pin, no we're not. More pins. Game show, X-Men, F14, some weird thing. Uh, TX something. I don't know, really. TX section. I've no idea. Sector. Jackbox. Pinbot Adventures, we all know them Bride of Pinbot games. Meteor. Meteor X-Files. Baywatch with Pamela looking rather pleasing. She looks, she looks lovely there. Talking of Meteor, have you ever had a Meteor pizza from Domino's? I have. Nice, aren't They're they? very hot, very nice. Very expensive, but nice. Nice and spicy. Last four pins, big deal, high roller. Oh, I can't see Bride of Pinbot is the pinball game. And South and Park. South yeah. Park. We also have a few cosplayers walking around. What's he supposed to be? I bet it's something from Fallout, is it? Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe. The modern stuff goes off. That lady looks nice, doesn't she, in that cat suit? <laughs> and we've got loads of consoles. Can we be asked walking around? Well, there's a lot to walk around, yeah. sure. But every console. It's safe to say that there's, there's every console I've ever known, yeah. ever played, and lots I've never heard of. Good news is there's, there's always a Jet Set Willy and a Manic Miner running here and a Vectrex. Yeah. Which is all you really need. Indeed. There's lots of traders and there's competitions and cosplay stuff. Have you been? It seems to go outside the, the main arena around around in the wings. Um, there's lots of modern land gaming and I Minecraft. Know, I missed all that last year, I didn't even go out there. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some VR stuff that way, and there's some tabletop gaming around that side as well. Alright, well we're going to walk around there, I shall finish this day. Okay, thanks for listening kids, and we'll catch you next time on the Neil 20-5 podcast. And <laughs> tally bye! Ooh, nice one. Always good to have a walk around with Neil. I should be enjoying a walk around with Neil at NERG next weekend. Yeah. Cool. Anything else? Oh my lord! Final thing in Glasgow. I went to. I tried to go to the Megabytes Cafe, but it was shut for a private function. Oh! So I couldn't get in. But I looked through the window. There's a couple of cabs. I think. Did you press alien. your face up against the window? So let me in. Start licking it. There was. I think it was Aliens, Armageddon, and something, and a couple of other pinballs. But Ooh. we found Super Barrio, a Super Barrio arcade bar. Okay. I've actually got a few photos. That's a nice place. Nice one in Glasgow. Yeah, it's a mixture of free-to-play and pay-to-play games. They've got four candy cabs running, two fighters, Moonwalker, Aliens game, a couple of gun games, Sega Rally, stand-up, Ridge Racer stand-up, a couple of pins. Yeah, really nice little venue and good beers as well there. I, I'm very 
interested in all these little bar places that are opening up. Fair play to them. Very good. Mm. I enjoy. Yeah, shout outs to Scott. He's a nice guy running that. Did 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 Waff like the bar? Well, she sat down and went on a i not on her iPad, a, a tablet while I was. She was on the tablets. What tablets yeah. was she on? <laughs> she needs to be on tablets. Married to me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Poor woman. Yeah. Poor lass. So that sounds quite good, actually. It's more arcade stuff than I've been doing lately. I've not really had the enthusiasm or the uh, wherewithal for yeah. it. Good word. Yeah. Uh, but I have been sorting out things. Uh, I've been sorting out all the ROMs on my EverDrive PC Engine. So I've been going through loads and loads of ROMs on there. I dumped on there yonks ago, finding out, rooting out all the ones I don't want to play, ones that don't work, ones that are really heavy with Japanese text you can't really play, and all the crap, getting rid of it. I'm making yeah. sure all the decent ROM dumps are good ones. Um, PC Engine is basically a Sean Holly dreamboat. There are so many great shooters on there, and the standard controllers that comes with it have got two, two stages of auto-fire on both buttons as standard. It's like a NES controller, isn't it? A little two, bit, yeah. Two buttons, two buttons and a select, D-pad. start, D-pad. But all, all the um, all the PC Engine controllers I've ever seen have got auto-fire as standard. I think the Japanese tend to use auto-fire as standard to stop their thumbs getting sore. Excellent. So there's been so many shooters on there, mate. Honestly, I mean, you'd love them. I think I might, have to, I might have to bring it to Nurgle me or something. You can play it in a hotel room or something. I don't know. But yeah, or even just play an emulator of it. You love the PC Engine games, I reckon. I was talking to Garen at Arcade Club. Oh, I bet he's got a few. Yeah, he's got almost every console ever. And he yeah. was saying exactly the same thing. Yeah, that I, really would, I would love to PC Engine. I've only ever played Gradius on it, I think, and a couple of others. Well, there's be a little treat for you, because I've got a little uh, review of Gradius for the PC Engine at the end of the podcast. I know, I've read it. Excellent. Uh, yeah, the one I'm, I'm, I was playing, I was using, is a white one, the original, and it's been RGB modded, so it's a really nice picture on my Sony PVM. Really nice thing. And I'll be selling it soon, because I've actually got a core graphics, the grey one as well. Yeah. So I don't need to. As my sort of purge at the moment, I'm trying to get rid of things, so I'll be getting rid of that. Really good thing, though. Excellent piece of uh, kit, that. Uh, I've also been doing the same thing for my Richard Hutchinson SD card for the Vectrex. I removed all the tech demos, music-only programs, and stuff I didn't like. Uh, rebuilt mm-hmm. the menu system. I used a PC for this. And it seems to work a lot better now than it did. It usually didn't load games very well. And sometimes you have to press reset a few times to get the game to load with the boot. Right. But apparently, it's a problem with the Richard Hutchinson SD card machine. And there's, we're waiting for a new one to come out. There's a new one coming out soon. And it's the one that's going to have the Robotron game built into it. Nice. So I can't wait for that. I'm going to buy that straight away when that comes out. Uh, I also fixed it. Uh, I had a port error, and I replaced the sound chip, which also covers the inputs. So thanks to Jim Watt for the vital info I needed there. He helped me out with that one. I've got a new amp for it, too, to remove the Vectrex buzz, but I haven't had the energy to pull the Vectrex apart to do it. You've got to really take it apart to get to it. Do you not like the Vectrex buzz? I no, love it. it. Well, I don't mind it, but I mean, it'd be nice to have it sort of fixed and quiet. Because the Vectrex has actually got some really good sounds. When I, was, when I was playing some of the games, I was working through them. Wife was to my right on her sewing machine doing some sewing and stuff. And she, there was a game playing. I can't remember what music it was. She says, that's really cool music. That's a really nice tune. What is it? And I told her what it was. And the Vectrex has some really, really good sounds on it. That's why a lot of people do like tech demos for music and stuff on there. Right. Yeah, it's um, a Yamaha chip, isn't it, or something? I did know what it was. A YM something 12. I can't remember. But that's mm. why I had to replace to sort out the controller ports as well. And it seems to work tickety-boo now, so I'm happy about that. 
Tickety-boo. Tickety-boo. I started a small PCB project that I'm doing in parallel with Dr. Dean Leslie. Yes. Uh, this is the Pong recreation. It's happening on UK Vac at the moment by forum user Kaizen088. He is actually making... He's already made a half-sized Pong reproduction cab, and he's yep. going to start making kits for a full-size one. But I think he's in Australia. Uh, and he's also remade Pong on a tiny PCB, and there it is there. That's excellent. What's that board called? Uh, perf board. They call it perf. Perf, perf board, yeah, perforated uh, board. Uh, right. It's got little lines of copper one side, and they're all joined one way, and there's little tracks between them the other way. And when you want to make a break in the track, you just get a little drill and just drill out the copper with just by your fingers. Just put the drill in your fingers and just twizzle it away. Right. And I've sold it on loads of parts so far. There's a main chip, there's an amp chip, some other chip, a few capacitors... A few wire links, a few pots, a few resistors, a few diodes, and that's it. And then you attach it all to a screen or whatever and some speakers and stuff, and it plays Pong. That's excellent. That's on this sort of all-in-one Pong chip that was found in many Pong clones, home Pong clones back in the year. Also, completely unrelated to arcade, I saw... Remember the, the old band Papa Roach from the 90s? New metal band. No, I don't. I don't know Papa Roach. I read this and I, I don't even remember the name. <laughs> well, do you remember when we did Last Resort on the podcast, when me and Alex did it ages yes. ago? Well, yes. I kept using the Last Resort part of a, of a sample, which is one of their songs. If you heard it, you probably know it. It's quite an anthem song. Mm. But they played in Kingston, a small venue in Kingston last Sunday. And it was only £8. So it was rude not to go, really, to an energy gig like that. It, I was going to say, do you remember the video for Last Resort? I'm sure the listeners remember it. They're all charging around a boxing ring. And there's all their, all their fans around them, and they're just sort of running around. They had a big fisheye lens in the video. Um, I'll have to link to the video on there. But basically, the whole gig was like that. It was amped up to 12. The guys had so much energy. They were my age, these guys. They've been going for quite a while now. And the whole gig was like it. And that was the second show they played the same day. They played one in the daytime for the younger kids, like the younger teenagers. And obviously, it's 21s and over this late at night. And they did a cover of Blur's Song 2. So take heed, Blur. This is how it should sound. Uh, and the drummer broke a cymbal when he was playing. Because I hit them with hammers. <laughs> right. I don't think he was a Geordie, but that's just how, in my mind how he sounds. Probably does. I hit me cymbals with hammers. <laughs> Guess what else I've been doing? Tell me what else you've been up to, son. I think I mentioned this last time. I recorded the second part of the RGDS ah. Best Game of 1984 podcast. So this that's... is a six-hour podcast. It, oh, I think it might be four. I think it might be four hours. But Ooh. it'll be a good listen. So they've cut out an hour of your waffling. Yeah, I did waffle hell of a lot about 1942. I, I tried to cut it down. Really? It just, you can't, can you? Because you're just so enthusiastic about a game. Absolutely. Especially mm. that one, it's a good one as well. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Went to Arcade Club on Friday night. On Friday this time? Yeah, because I was meeting Garen from RGDS and a couple of other people. <laughs> Played Sivan again, or Sivan. That is just a beautiful, fantastic shooter. Mm. It's so, so very good. Mm. Who makes that uh, one again? Canico. Canico. Never heard of him. It's, that's got to be some sort of team of other people, like from Cave or someone like that, maybe. Don't know, together. but the, the gameplay, the graphics, the animation, the, the soundtrack, it's just a top quality game. The Bullets. You won't like it. It does get very bullet hellish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've not been liking a lot of games lately. What did we do on the last one again? I've forgotten now. Phoenix. Oh, I like that one. It's all right. I did like that one. Still playing that. Do you know what? 
I've actually got a sore hand at the moment, a proper arcade, arcade hand, because when I was playing that, I forgot at the time I'd actually done it until later on it came out. I've actually hurt the palm of my hand, where your sort of pointing finger is, the bottom knuckle of that, the soft part. When I smashed the control panel so hard when I was getting beaten by it, <laughs> I, I actually, in rage, hit it a few times, and it's, it's still really sore now. So mm. we're just going to put this in here as a reminder to people about arcade hand. I've always liked playing games in the arcade, you know, Galaxian, Pac-Man, Space Invaders. But one day I've been playing Cuba for about an hour. I was doing really well. I'm sure I got the house high when it happened. My right wrist locked up. I knew straight away it was arcade hand. I've had fire button finger injuries before, but arcade hand meant that I couldn't play for months. So I called Arcade Injuries Direct. They worked really hard fighting my case, and I was awarded a massive bag of 10 pences. Arcade Dave is glad he chose Arcade Injuries Direct. Right now, we are busy helping 16 players get arcade justice. Remember, if your claim is unsuccessful, it won't cost you a credit. If you've been injured in an arcade accident it wasn't your fault, that happened in an arcade, a pizza joint, or at a pub from 1984, give Arcade Injuries Direct a call, and we'll get those credits out of the coin box for you. Arcade Claims Direct will take 89% of all claims and spend it on biscuits. Your statutory rights will not be affected. Probably. Remember, kids, no slapping the control panels. It's silly. Mm-hmm. Anything else before we get on to other stuff? One final thing. I am now finally very happy with my Raspberry Pi setup. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'm using Advanced Mame and Final Burn Alpha. I think they are the two most lag-free, fastest emulators, and they've got a decent mm-hmm. amount of games. Attach the Raspberry Pi to the back of your spinny TV. Oh, nice. Has it got a proper thing, or have you just put it on with sellotape and twigs? Screwed it in. Screwed it on. With what? With just a six-inch screw right through the just middle of the pie? Screwed it right into the monitor. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. That'll do the that's job. My, that's my uh, DIY for you. But what I've worked out right, on my when I play games on my laptop, I used to have anything that I couldn't play on the cab. Yeah. A vertical game, you basically have a nine-inch screen to look at. Yes. But that... It, actually, you could take that, can't you? But I haven't bothered yet. It's a 13 and a half inch screen to look at any vertical game. Oh, yeah, the idea is is you tate it round. When you when you want to play a vertical game, you leave it in the proper orientation and just grab hold of it 90 degrees because it's on a sort of spinny mount. Yeah. And you've got it in full full res as big as you possibly can. Will it, will it change itself? Or will I need to do some Raspberry Pi tricks? Uh, I think it's just a line in MAME. Just leave it where it should be. Um, instead of rotate... I think it's auto-rotate, you just leave it off, and it mm. just leaves it you know, in its proper orientation. So say like 1942 is a vertical game, it'd be vertical. Mm. I might try that. Yeah, I think you should, because it's, it's in the proper orientation then, isn't it? And you get the, the biggest screens you're ever going to get out of it, and it only takes you, grab on hold of it, shove it at 90 degrees, easy. Yep. Nice It's, it's a great little setup now, and I like playing on it. Talking of Raspberry Pi setups, yes. I've taken out the massive desktop PC that was in inside my Naomi cab, which had my MAME on it. And I use an iPack to go to interface the controls. And it's because the, the Naomi is a 31 kilohertz VGA screen, there's no messing around. It just goes straight into the PC. And I took it out recently to put my Naomi motherboard back in there mm-hmm. because I have been setting up some decent Naomi games in there, especially Rhythm Tengoku, which I can now play, which is a lot of fun. But I can't do some of the levels because they're all in Japanese. And they're quite right. difficult, but it's good. I'm going to make a little uh, control panel for it soon for the, for the controls. 
But what I want to do is leave the Naomi in there, and I want a small enough pie setup to play Mame on that I don't have to, you know, haul a big box in and out of it and mess around with wires. I want a tiny little, you know, how big a Raspberry Pi is. It's tiny. Mm. And it doesn't have to go to Jammer because it's a, a 31 kilohertz machine. So I'm going to have to talk to Mr. Gregors later on, Rich Gregory, Chunks in Space. Yeah. And we're going to talk about some of the, the things he's done on that because he's got a really nice setup on his and he uses a Pi hat for the controls. So I'll have a word with him about that because he reckons it's, it's a trivial thing just getting a Raspberry Pi 3 to talk to a 31 kilohertz monitor. Oh, he's clever, isn't he? And I've got an iPad, so I can just talk to the iPad for the controls rather than using a Pi hat. So we'll have a talk about that later on after this podcast. I want to talk to him on Skype, hopefully, if he's around. And, yeah, I want to get that sorted out because I think I've got all the parts for it. just need an image, really, because he puts all his ROMs and stuff on a separate USB card. So when you're finished with the actual machine, you just turn it off. There's no powering down. You just turn it off. Yeah. So all the stuff's safe on a USB stick. It doesn't get affected you know, when you turn it off. Right. So that'd be better, I think. Because just doing the power off thing, it's too much like a PC, isn't it? Yeah, I always go into on that emulation station. I always go into quit yeah. and then power it off and then just switch it off. Yeah. At the back, I, yeah, I that, never just I never just switch it off. I, I think it will be okay, but yeah, that's what I want to do. I want, I want it to be as much like an arcade machine as I possibly can. I want to turn mm-hmm. it on. It comes on within a few seconds. You play it, just turn it off again. That's how I want it to be. So until that is uh, sorted, I won't be playing any games on my name at the moment. Because I've been playing this week's featured game on just a PC, on a, on a control box in front of a PC. Right. Moving straight along to... Arcade News. Right. What's going on here, then? It's a podcast, isn't it? Yeah, that's ah. it. I'm just, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. You, you are talking about... www. AtariBox.com Don't even bother giving it the the breath of your pops. It's <laughs> apparently the company that owns Atari, the Atari name anyway, are talking about making a new console. Why? Question mark. Doubtfully this will ever happen and probably won't be supported. Um, Atari hasn't been the real Atari since about 1978 and it hasn't been a decent Atari since about 1985 anyway. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's going to be I don't know, is it going to be emulation like a mini NES, or what's it going to be? Do we need another one of these in our lives? When There's a load of them Atari flashback things anyway. <sighs> Every year another one comes out. I don't know. I'm interested, though. I am interested. I'm not. I don't care. It looks quite I... nice. It's a, it's a wooden box with wooden effect teak stuff on it, and it looks like an Atari 2600 in a box form. Mm. They're just going to milk the name. I don't know. I can't, I can't be positive about it. I really can't. But people are speculating... It's going to have 2,600 games and 7,800 games, maybe some Atari 8-bit games on it. Mm. Depends what they own the rights for, I suppose. But you can have all this in emulation. I mean, that's always going to be the the argument nowadays, isn't it? Why bother with XX box, not Xbox, but whatever box, when you can do it with a Raspberry Pi and make your own little box for it? Yeah. And, and use whatever controllers you like, etc., etc., for, for 50 quid or something. When this mm. thing comes out, it's going to be 90 quid maybe, or whatever. I don't know. So and it's been limited because they're going to want to sell you more games for it. They're going to make it open source. So I don't see the point in it really. N- nowadays, you're never going to do it. The only one I think that is actually feasible that's going to work because there's such a massive fan base is the Spectrum Next. Yep. 
which, um, you know, everyone loves the Spectrum, especially in this country, uh, and, and in Europe as well. I think Poland was massive for Spectrum and Spain. So they, they were big into it. I think they're going to support it. But other than that, I don't really think... Atari's got such a bad name for itself nowadays. I don't think anyone's going to take it that, that seriously. Yeah, it's just a trendy logo now. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, because you know, they could do, I suppose, if, they, if they've got the rights, they could do a best of Atari box. But it will be emulation, obviously, because it's not going to be hardware, because there's so many different types. They could do 2600, 5200, 7800, 8-bit, maybe ST, and arcade. Mm. But it depends who owns the rights to all these different things. I'm, I'm sure they're not under one umbrella nowadays. No. But, I mean, that would be sort of nice, interesting thing. But you could also do it yourself with a Raspberry Pi. You could emulate all those things, make your own front end for it, whatever, and have it just in an Atari box in a nice little sort of case that looks like an old 2600 or something. That's what I would do. Yeah, it would be nice, that. Yeah. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on it. I will. I'm, I'm, if anything happens, I'll let you know. I will ignore it widely. I've subscribed to some kind of list. Oh. Are you on a list? And they'll email me stuff. Are you on a register? Oh, God. Yeah, I'm on a pie-eating register. Too many pies. Mm. Or biscuits, even. Yes. Searching for Street Fighter. Looking for to- love. I gotta find... Oh, oh no, not that kind of... Oh, go on. A cool article... By Carl Anker. Very well written. I enjoyed this. Yeah, it's, it's about he's trying to find a street fighter from a taxi rank in London years ago, and actually the actual cab. And it's a, it's a bit of a it's a nice story. It's, it's an interesting story. Uh, read it. We weren't giving out any spoilers. It's an interesting read. Check uh, it out, kiddies. And what I liked on his little sort of write up where his name was, it says, "I just write about things I'm curious about and upload it when you're not looking." Yeah, <laughs> sneaky. That's what that Carl is. Well done, Carl. We enjoyed that. Oh, there's one thing for probably play Manchester, I expect, when we go up there. Uh, Bobby Iddod, our friend, has offered up a Spectral versus Generation PCB. We can play it together at Arcade Club around Play Manchester, do a bit of a review of it, and then auction off for charity. He's given us that. Thank you, Bobby. So that'd be quite good. It's a fighty game. I've heard of it. He he called it a knack em up. (laughs) You've got to knacker each other up. Like I've never it. played it, I don't think. I have heard of it myself. Uh, I'll have to have a look into it. I don't know. It's a, it's a beat-em-up anyway, so we can have a, we can kick seven shades of sweets out of each other. Yes. Galloping uh, Ghost mm-hmm. have hit the 600 game mark. Congratulations Whee! to Galloping Ghost Arcade, Ooh. Brookfield, Illinois. And the game they put on the floor for the 600th game was Sega Star Wars. Not Star Wars 1983, not Star Wars Trilogy, but a 1993 star wars with like a flight stick and Two they player. Say, yeah they say it's very rare and i'm pretty sure that i have played it in whitby, whitby. about 10 years ago i think i've played it. i did i did it looks did look um familiar mm. i've got a feeling it's sega system 2 hardware i think it is sega yeah 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 no oh, nice one they've got what is it 433 actual cabinets because some of them have got dual games inside Yes, yeah, this like is the that, 600th yeah. actual separate game. Mm-hmm. That is a lot, isn't it? Biggest arcade in the world, games-wise. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! Yes. I read some of these the other day. Actually, the Arcade Tales comics are now available online. www.arcadetales.com. Yeah, they're really good. There's one. What about Arcade Club? Are you in it? Have, have they, is he drawn a picture of you yet? No, there's no Baldy Falls in it. Because you're always in Arcade Club. If he was mm. just taking some sketches, he's bound to fall upon you. About to, I might be in there somewhere then. Yeah. A little bald head in the corner. Yeah. In front of a 1942. Grinning like a loon. Like a loon. 
Uh, oh, some sad news about Keith Robinson. He was the head of Intellivision. Uh, and he was in Intellivision's Blue Sky Ranger back in the day. He was actual programmer from back in the 80s. Wow. Uh, he died recently. He was such a good laugh, this guy. He was. Um, he used to... He lived very close to Paul Nermanen, who does the Intellivisionaries podcast. And he used to join Paul quite a bit. And he was friendly with Paul. And used to do lots of interviews with other Blue Sky Rangers. And sadly, he died the other day. Oh, massive loss to Intellivision, that is. Mm. Rest in pixels. Rest in pixels, sir. Microsoft Artificial Intelligence achieves the highest Miss Pac-Man score possible. This is on the 2600 version. But I think it's worth mentioning, because it's fascinating, the little video, mm. how... This artificial intelligence beats the game. Yeah, you, you wouldn't have thought you could do that, but they've worked out. It must be a very clever algorithm. It, there's loads of little algorithms. It's all based on probabilities and stuff. It's really interesting. But they reckon these old games are like perfect for training artificial intelligence on. Ah, that's interesting, isn't it? It mm-hmm. wouldn't take much, I don't think, to, to adapt that for the arcade, I wouldn't have thought. No. And you know what they end up with then, don't you? Go on. John Studley. Or Charlie Farr. We found the yeah. It's, we, found, it's, we found the code. It's a, it's a person. Yeah, it's a person who goes to arcade club a lot. Yes. Right, I've got to mention this. What is? This oh is, yeah, go on. It is from a long-running Japanese magazine called game magazine called Famitsu. Mm-hmm. I think it's been going since the early eighties, and they've put that they've voted for their top twenty best shoot 'em ups of all time. Mm-hmm. Now this is Japanese, so there's there's quite a few bullet hells and stuff but number one is gothic wa mahu otome which is an android brand new android ios game and you said it's from cave yeah underneath the little line you've put here in our notes there's a lot of swearing by me yes uh, there's no 1942 in this 20 off list yeah there's no vulgus no scramble and number one is a what's that word oh i can't say that something phone game shut up Hold the phone. That gothic wa mahu atome is the newest cave game, apparently. Uh, and that would figure, but on a bloody mobile phone, why isn't there an arcade release of it? Yeah, What's going just on? It's going where the money is, cave. Now, you can't blame them, can you? But there's a lot of other stuff in there. There's Death Smiles, Gradiuses, Dariuses. What else? There's a lot of Gradiuses and Dariuses. Truxton 2, that's, that's an old one. Mm-hmm. Well, Xevious. Xevious, that's the oldest one that gets in there. Yeah. But yeah, it's a very subjective thing, isn't it, at the top 20 list? you think Scramble would be in there. That's like the Mm -hmm. forerunner to Gradius and Nemesis Mm -hmm. and all those other games. I don't agree. I don't agree. All these lists are always influenced by the current trends, aren't they? Yeah. If if they did that in a year, it'd be completely different, and that cave game wouldn't be number one, I'm sure of it. I reckon, yeah. It's obviously the newest thing. Oh, Disney Quest, which is an arcade in Disneyland Orlando. The games from that arcade are going up for auction. So yeah, people who down. work there could buy them, apparently. I went there in Ooh. 2008. Yeah. It's part of one of the theme parks. I can't remember. Downtown Disney, whichever one that's in. And we went there, and it was it's, it was a good arcade. Old stuff? Yeah, there was a lot. At the time, there's quite a lot of old stuff. It was round about Ooh. the time that them Fast and Furious games were really popular. Yeah. You know, the driving games, they were all out. Mm-hmm. But there was old stuff, but apparently... There's a lot of stuff that's not working and LCDs in cabs and stuff at the minute. Yeah. A lot of the old stuff has just been left to like almost just rot. So well, hopefully it'll be cheap then. Yeah. Well, hopefully some American users will be getting hold of them and making them shine again. Yeah, it's nice and shiny. Nice and shiny. This is 
Fry's Electronics, a mega store chain in the US, now stocks arcade buttons on its shelves. Oh, yes. That, that just goes to show how popular the scene is. People building their own scratch builds and repairing cabs for a big mega store chain to stock arcade buttons. Click, click. I guess Fry's, I've, I know of it, it's known to me, it's Bills. a bit like Maplin in the UK. Or Tandy used to be, places like that. Yeah. But what it is, they'll be more expensive, and people will sort of poo-poo the idea of going there. But if you were desperate for a, a part for your arcade machine, and you wanted to do it for that weekend, you can nip down to Fry's, get your parts, a bit more expensive than normal, but you'll have a cab going. Mm. It's always good to have extra parts, even if they are, might be a bit more expensive and not a very good supplier. I could do replacing some of my parts, you know. Yeah, I know. Your head, for instance. Yeah. Eyes. Needs a new eyes. That beard. Left ear's knackered. (laughs) What? (laughs) It is, it's bad. Right. Next! Arcade pickups. Some steering controller parts for Vectrex. Uh, This is from Jim Watt, who was the Knox homebrew creator. Uh, He has made... Is he the Scottish guy? Yes, Oh, I know Jim, yeah. Jim's excellent guy, a really clever bloke. He has made a little driving controller, a little pop driving controller, and he's also made some interfaces so you can use the Atari 2600 paddle controllers as a driving controller. Nice. And he sent me some parts, because I'm going to make him a little box for one. So I've got some parts, so I offered to make him a machined aluminium box, because he made his own one out of some sort of off-the-shelf parts. So I said, I'll make you a, a proper machined one, if you like. He was quite happy about it, so I'm going to make him one of those soon. Nice. What have you had? Uh, I've got some biscuits from Neil Twenty to Five. Where's mine? I took some photos of them because they were so good, and then wife's gone and got some. They're from Aldi, mm-hmm. and they were half chocolate, and then they had bits of fruit. Half and wasps? In. No, not wasps. <laughs> half wasps? No, no, no. But they're very nice. Mm-hmm. So I got some more, and we all ate them on the sofa. I, I've I've got a feeling he's got me some as well because I was talking to him earlier. He's going to get us some street waffles. What the hell they are? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, I'll tell you what else. I've got arcadey stuff. I've got a new Jammer Super Gun. And this is one I've been after for a long time. It, output, it outputs to composite video. Right. Uh, rather than SCART. Because on most of the Super Guns you get, the little the Novatech ones, they go to SCART. And I wanted mm. to use this on a AV monitor, which I've got. And he's, someone sent me one. I can't remember who it was now, but thank you for sending it to me. I, I, I 25 quid, want a lot of money at all. I've been after one for ages. And this is yeah. going to be my... My test rig for testing out jammer boards good. and stuff. It's really good, actually. So I'll make a little sort of uh, little stand for a little box for it with some buttons and stuff and test equipment on it. So I can just drag it out with me wherever I go to test boards or whatever. Maybe I'm in the garage or around someone's house or something. I can just pop it in there, fire it up. It's a PC power supply. I think it takes Neo Geo controllers. I'll wire up a controller or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm really happy about that. I've been after one of those for years. and They're quite hard to find. So mm-hmm. I'm really good about that. It's excellent. That is it for the pickups. It is. That was a quick one. Mm. Not been buying much lately. Got no money. Mm. I, I'd never buy anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I like buying stuff. He's not got any money at the minute. <laughs> Arcade Victorian insults. Your lords, ladies, and gentlefolk, please welcome to this here establishment your right honourable third Archbiscuit to Devonshire and Cornwall, Doctor Mallory Pogswatching OBE. And His Highness, the fourth hat broom of Oxford and Cambridge, Mr. Silas Herringbone, alias the Duchy of Blackburn. Yes, yes, nice introductions in an area. Word to you, sir. Enough pleasantries, Silas. We have a lot to get through with this whippersnapper. 
goes by the appellation of Lord Charles of Fardingshire, or Charlie Far for short. Oh, him! Damn that fellow's eyes, sir! I for one know him as a horn swoggler who uses a Konami code on certain video electronical games. Ha! More than that, have you seen him mashing the buttons on asteroids? He's not but a hyperspace foozler. I have heard on occasion for him to frequent the wagtails at Arcade Club with that fishbagger Tronads. The indecency of the man, he could even play Galaxian half roused. Let's turn the other cheek and give his dastardly self the mitten and bust out of his tripe factory. Indeed. Fig roll, old chap. How dare you, sir! I'll slap you silly with my driving glove! Fetch me a hobnob post-haste! Listener feedback. Let's do a load of feedback. There's hundreds of it, as usual, isn't there? This is great. Thank you to everyone who sent the feedback. It really makes our day. Or makes more my, than one day. It makes my week. Well, it makes my month. Go on, then. You can start off. <laughs> me all 20 to 5 talking about Commando it's a game that t- for me embodies the 80s but despite casual efforts over the years I'm pants at it hoping to improve greatly I listened to this a while back and can't remember much of the podcast now getting old now but some of the highlights were Victorian insults I love how Sean starts to lose the accent halfway through I'm not very good at accents <laughs> yes you are uh, No, the return of the mighty 10 pence orchestra what a <sighs> tune what editing the overlaying of the vocal tracks the rhyme I mean stanzas. Oh my, what an oral treat. I don't know what a stanza is, but I'm impressed. Sounds good. Sean's tech tips were, somewhat surprisingly, actually useful. And at no point did he tell me to lick the anode cap. Amazing. Don't do that, kids. <laughs> no, don't lick anode caps. On to this week's game, Commando, a game that for me epitomises the 80s with a chance to become John Rambo and kick some jungle butt. Unfortunately, I am pants at it and keep running into bullets and trees. P.S. Great time at Play Glasgow with Mr. Holly, who let me rub his shiny head in exchange for some biscuits. Meep, meep. That's a, that's a reference to Roadrunner Meep Meep. I see that. Mark Happy Dude, Ten Pence Orchestra, back, back, back. Whoop! The best one yet. Hashtag TPO, Steptoe Holly, and Common Biscuit. Yes, thank you, Mark. Ian Cullen. Nice game choice in Commando. Time to dig out my Commando PCB and dig it out he has. Any chance of bumping Juno first up the list, the listener's list? Well, mm, maybe. Funny you should talk about that. Well, this one's a good one. I've done this one in purple in our notes. This is from The Grease. And he says, I must confess, the local John Lewis electrical department didn't work out too well for me. Scene. Day. Interior of John Lewis store. Electrical department. Probably best read in a Victorian gentleman's accent. Okay. So you said it, Grease. <laughs> Him to sales assistant. Good day, sir. Could you kindly direct me to the 10p arcade podcast section? Uh, sorry? What, sir? The 10p arcade podcast section? Are you a buffoon? Uh, podcast section? We don't have one of those, sir. What? Ridiculous. You are familiar with the term podcast, are you not? Well, yes, but... But nothing. Then why are you not stocking this fine periodical? Uh, I, I really don't know, sir. Uh, can I get my super... You most certainly cannot! You've wasted enough of my time already. I shall take my custom elsewhere. Good day, sir. Can I interest you in a... I said good day, sir! <laughs> the, the reason behind that John Lewis thing is because I was, I was being silly when we put out the podcast to put 10 pence arcade now available on iTunes, our site, and the electrical department of John Lewis. And uh, you were misleading. Yeah, it's a complete, it's a complete lie. In fact, dare you? So the Gree, sorry about his idiocy. I am a liar, Ianski. Our Phoenix is going to make me sad. I sold my lovely cab. Well, that was silly. I did that once, but I got it back. Did it still have a lot, a lot of features? 
Yes, had lots of features, which I've fixed some of the features already, but still got those features. Them birds are a bit scabby, weren't they? Yeah, they're not anymore. They're quite quite fine, fine <laughs> birds now. It's a fine bird. It's a fine bird, sir. <laughs> Tagster. Can't believe Sean Holly snuck in a 51,000 to pit me. Well done, Victor, too, with your score. This is about Phoenix. Finally a game you're good at. Hmm. Ignore this cheeky dingo. Good effort, sir. I have to say, I think this is one of the best podcasts you guys have done. Lots of energy and have been stitches. The Victorian stroke Cockney insult and the rundown of Phoenix was great. I couldn't believe that Sean actually came through with some tech tips that wouldn't actually kill you. <laughs> no wonder you have celebs like Jarvis Cocker singing on your podcast. Victorian hats off to you both. Thank you very much. Bobby Hazelnuts. I really tried to enjoy Phoenix, but couldn't get on with it. I much prefer Pleiades, Pleiades, whatever it's called. I think I like it as much as Phoenix, but not more, I would say. Talking to Bobby Hazelnuts, trying not to enjoy Phoenix. I enjoyed the beard he gave, the beer he gave us the other week. And the beard. And the beard. He Did didn't he give, give us a beard? beard. No, he didn't give us a beard. I, I don't oh. know a beard. I had some of the beer he gave me from Revival. It is mm. excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, Oliver Moisezi, our all. Uh, writing some Office 365 shizzle and listening to Tenpence Arcade. Sorry about the Office 365 and sorry about us. That's all I can say. <laughs> he's, he's well into his Microsoft, isn't he? Uh, I think he works for him, so he has to be. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Kingy from RGDS, who I met in Glasgow. Is he a king? Th- he's not a king. He's a kingy, which is kind of like... Kingish. Kingish, yeah, kind mm. of a king. Yeah. Perhaps he's a king of Scotland. There's a film about that, wasn't there? Anyway, mm-hmm. another fantastic episode, lads. And here is the Phoenix tune for your efforts, which we shall whack in here. of a remix in an area. It is good, isn't it? I like that one. Oh, guess who's been on? Chris M, Fantasia 2 UK. Mooncrest the bootleg. Mm. He has been on playing Upoko again and has finally one CC'd it with 4.619 million points. Wow. <laughs> he didn't let it lie, did he? He would and have that, let it lie. Now he says I can get on, stop playing this bloody game and get on with Commando. Well done completing it. That's amazing. Well done. That you've got to be perfect. I think towards the end, got and to be. He is. Our oh, Chris is perfect. Great. Well done. Nick seventy three. A late Ooh. ping for him. Mm. That, is your ping broke? That didn't sound very good. That. Go try again. That's better. You must have muffled it with I your muffled, arcade I muffled hand. Muffled ping. Yeah, my arcade yeah. hand. Great episode, boys, says Nick73. Gutted I missed out on Phoenix, as it's one of my all-time favourites. That said, I've always been pretty pants at it, but I think that's because I had no idea about the bonuses and just killed everything as quickly as possible. Oh! As always, great to get some tips, as this is one I'll keep playing just with a, to get a better score. Commando is similar in that I love it, but I'm pretty crap at it. Looking forward to giving it some hammer. I think one of these best scores... Sorry, one of my best scores was at Arcade Club last time I was there, but it was still average at best. Looking to crack 100k or snap the joystick in the process, as I really seem to slam it when to change direction quickly. I do. Keep up the good work. Then he's put, edit. After first session, I've clearly overestimated my abilities by a considerable amount. 100k is a pipe dream. Edit two. 
it seems that pipe dreams come true, and he has got a good score. Oh, nice one. Well done, Nick. Robotech. Have you played Oh Sir, the Insult Simulator on Steam? Some of the characters fit with the Victorian section. What's happened to the Tenpence Orchestra? Listen, sad face. That's a sad face. face. He doesn't like it. That's because oh, you no. keep singing. Listen to the <laughs> Phoenix podcast yesterday whilst laying slabs in the baking hot sun. Great podcast as always, and nice to hear the biscuit-themed Tenpence Orchestra back. Your mini-review of Skycast has sparked my interest in the game again. I was not impressed by it on first glance at Revival, but only got to play two credits and knew nothing of the game mechanics. Can we have Mushihimasama or Armed Police Butt Rider as a future game choice, please? No, yes. we cannot. Yes, we can. No, we cannot. Oh, they're both great. They are mm, great. No. Okay. Shane Hill. Good morning. My name is Shane Hill, and I'm an arcade collector from Charlotte, NC. I'm crap with states. What's New Ca- North Carolina. North Carolina. I really enjoyed your Sky Cursor podcast we have a home arcade and i am building a dedicated cabinet for the sky cursor jammer kit Ooh. wanted to say thank you for discussing the game rules and it was very helpful my home link on twitter is hill brothers arcade so check out hill brothers arcade on twitter thanks that shane excellent uh, ben of steel dun, dun, dun. hi guys cracking last podcast and really enjoyed the last featured game it drove me to despair at times with a 50 50 shield but i'm coming back for more like a fat kid with a cake <laughs> also due to an administrative error on my Twitter privacy settings, the score remained hidden, so we couldn't see it. To be fair, it was pants anyway, and would have only bagged me one measly point. Anyway, whilst playing the game, it reminded me of a TV short movie I saw years ago called Bishop of Battle, starring a fresh-faced Emilio Estevez. It was one of a four-part horror anthology, from memory. The other three are pretty terrible, but the particular episode got lodged deep in my brain box and was very much arcade-themed. Thought, thought it would be a cool to revisit it, so went finding an old VHS copy, buying a VHS DVD recorder, recording it, and transferring MP4. I definitely didn't just find a torrent and download it. <laughs> no, he didn't. He did not do that. No, 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 no. The first 10 minutes are pretty cool. Loads of arcade shenanigans involving a two-player battle on Pleiades. I initially thought this was the same game as Phoenix, but as you mentioned in the last podcast, it was in fact a sequel. Won't spoil it if you haven't seen it. Sure, you probably have, though have provided a link for your perusal, feel free to share the arcade love. It's as cheesy as hell, and the acting is atrocious, but it's filled with early 80s nostalgia. My all-time favourite line is where Emilio comes out with the classic, how else am I going to make any money to beat the bishop? (laughs) (laughs) They just don't make them like they used to. Keep the top work, guys. Uh, I'm away in Francais this week, so we're trying all the featured game, whatever it is, on my tablet using Main for All Android. Let's see I'll get them with a thumbstick controller rather than my bar top. Cheers. Oh, this is also one that was written to me on a email. Uh, this is from Duke Dang. Mm. Excellent game player. Uh, Greetings, Victor. I'm finally getting around to writing to you. I want to thank you so much for your very kind words on episode 57, in which you and Sean covered Gunsmoke. Your words meant a lot to me, and I appreciate you've taken the time to tune into the archive, the archive of my stream last year. Whenever I stream at Galloping Ghost Arcade, it tends to be too late, too early for my European counterparts. Also, please note the link you have in our episode is no longer available, and as no highlight was made of it. I may see about streaming event- attempts eventually to hopefully 1cc it someday. Mm-hmm. I must say, I was a bit amused that you said I'm an expert, Teehee. He really is. He's really good at it. Yeah. I'm no expert at any video games, even though he's got over 800,000 points on Centipede. I just happen to be skilled at some, mostly from putting the time into them. Also, yours and Sean's antics and commentary about episode 57, and I want you guys covered Centipede to be a whole lot of fun. Great vocal sound effects for the latter, right on the mark. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, I've sought to catch up on episodes, episodes of the Pie Factory podcast and Ten Pence. 
Pete Hans to thank in my knowing about your podcast, as he's the one who suggested I go for a score on Gunsmoke last year. It encouraged me to submit one for Centipede. Pretty cool that Tyke was able to able to reach the six hundred thousands. He once told me in the past Centipede stream he'd done nine hundred six thousand back in the day. Ooh. But I've decided to, I've done chasing scores in that title at least for some time being. I've been working on Millipede, streaming it weekly at Galloping Ghost Arcade. Sean C, I'd met a few years ago and kept in touch, so of course I'd known about the Pie Factory podcast since the beginning. You guys are funny with your rivalries, and he did inform me about the April Fools, which I finally got to recently, listening to the Uncle Pooh episode. Oh. Lastly, I'm attaching a screenshot of my be- very best attempt so far for Commando, which is 41,100, playing on main. It's not a personal best, but darn good so far without the better usage of arcade controls. He believes he's done about 45 or 46,000 at Pixel Blast Arcade before. It's a fun game, but I find more frustrating than Gunsmoke. Thanks for hosting this, and again, your generous words last year. All the best to you and Sean. Tell him I said hi. And that's from Duke in Chicago. Oh, he's put a PS on the end of it. He is at his uncle's home on the East Coast of visiting family. Uh, He finally found the new Invaders song on our About page. It's such a cool intro song. How did you guys find out about the band Iris? I actually know Iris. So that's how I found out about them. Mm. You know, on Millipede, something I didn't know, I found out last weekend. Mm -hmm. Apparently, a a Scottish guy called Mark, he was telling me, if you, you can, you know, when you scroll the trackball along the bottom, you can start at zero points, 12,024, 36, something like that. Yeah. But if you start, say, at 36, if you get, I think it's if you get over two extra lives or you get more than double your score a summer, I can't remember what exactly it is it triggers like the forty-eight thousand to come up next time you start oh okay so you can start if once you die you can then start again for 48 and as long as you keep getting more lives you can up that and up that and the scores on the millipede cab were three hundred and sixty thousand. i'm thinking who's put like nine scores on there they haven't got time to play that but you can start from 300,000 if you keep doing that technique uh-huh. and then someone's got like 60,000 starting at 300 it's got two spiders on it and everything going mental when you get to that stage what, what they needed to do really is put a little asterisk by the score maybe saying you started at a certain point because a few mm. Atari games I think Black Widow you can do that Yeah, and I also think Star Wars you can start at harder intervals can't you you've got easy, intermediate and hard I think yeah. you start on a big bonus to start with before you even before you even get going Mm. I think clacks you could do that as well. I don't think you got a big score, but you could start on different levels of it. They tended to do that with the later Atari games. Mm. Got a screenshot from David Lyon, Charlie Farr. Mm-hmm. 10p score, 378,000 on Phoenix, is used a 204,000 feature, but he's still got 174,000 on top of that. Disallowed. We're still playing Phoenix, aren't we? He's put. Yeah, yeah, David, we are. Yeah, keep going, mate. Yeah. <laughs> David. <laughs> Charles of Farthington. Yes. Uh, Damien Thompson. Hi, guys. Just wanted to say how much I enjoy the podcast. Your banter, great content, and championing the love of biscuits makes it the most entertaining podcast. I was really surprised to hear Victor mention Arcadia on the, on the Isle of Wight in Ride. I grew up on the Isle of Wight and now realise how many super arcades we had. Unfortunately, Arcadia is very small now but still has some machines, including Kung Fu Master. Sandown Pier and Shanklin have a lot of redemption machines. Unhappy face. But guess it's about the revenue. I haven't been to South Sea Pier for 20 years plus. Last time a friend and I took our summer job wages and spent all day there beating Killer Instinct and I went crazy spending three quid on a full-scale Ridge Racer. It was amazing being in the full-size car. They also had a Galaxian, which unfortunately I didn't play. Keep it the great work. 
Do you know if there's any South Coast retro, retro events this year or the nearest to the South? No, there isn't really, is there? Just revival no. in the Midlands, I suppose. Yeah. I've, I suggested to him to come up to Nurg and Blackpool, make the journey. It's worth it, isn't it? It definitely is. It's be a good weekend. Take the whole weekend mm. doing it and just go around all the different places. Yeah. The games, the last time I went to the Isle of Wight, a few years ago now, uh, the games didn't work then because they didn't work the time I went before. They just don't fix them. I mean, it's a real right. poor arc. It used to be quite good, but it's as poor as heck now. They haven't. They, you even tell them to fix the machine. You say, look, this doesn't go left, or this button doesn't work. And the time I went again, a few years later, it still wasn't working, so I remembered. It still God. wasn't working. They just don't bother. So it's, you know, it That's serves them right, really. People don't go there because it doesn't work. Hmm. Right, Mr. Chunks in, Rich. Thanks for the shout-out, chaps. And thanks for getting me through tw- a 27-hour work marathon last Sunday by visiting... By I was listening to random episodes from the back catalogue. Sean's Hey Flicky song and Vic's Ode to Scramble were my favourites of many highlights and saved me from eating my hands in boredom. Top work, fellas. Why was he working for 27 hours? What's wrong with the bloke? Don't know. Stop it. Eating his hands. He must have been going a bit, you know, do lally. Maybe he's got a ham hand. Yeah, could be. Nick Silversmurfer, our last bit of uh, feedback. Another great podcast, guys. That features quite heavily, doesn't it? Thank you. Uh, mm. Could kick myself that I missed the mahoosive bonus you could get by letting the saucer thing get to the bottom on Phoenix. That was obviously my downfall, and not due to lack of skill in any way, of course. Common Biscuits, destined to be an absolute comedy classic. Appreciate the time and effort put into this. No, really, honest. <laughs> They're really good, the Tempence Orchestra, aren't they, Vic? Mm. Yes. Well, moving on then to shout-outs. Shout-outs. First one is to Dr. Dean Lezolay for helping me out with components for the Pong PCB remake thingy I'm doing. He's not sent them to me yet. Send them to me. Damn it. <laughs> Two shout-outs. Neil1637 for doing the Glasgow walk around with me and check out his great blog for a review of the show and Jim Bagley for the interview and the competition on Roadrunner, which I really enjoyed. Bam Jiggly. Bim j- j- Yes. B- Bin Joggly. Jam Bigly. Something like that. Sorry, Jim. Tech tips. Tech tips. None. None. (laughs) Top 100 arcade games. Right, I'm going to read my five out. We've actually now covered 10, 20, 30, 30. This is 36 to 40 in our top 100 games that we will play forever until we die, and then we may play some more somehow. On our little island. In in the clouds with harps and that. Yeah. Do you reckon, do you, reckon you do get a harp? Uh, no, it's all a massive lie. Is it? Oh, damn. Booker. Oh, Just enjoy yourself work. on Earth. Yeah. Anyway, I'm picking Sivan, and I've talked about it too much already, but I love it. Bump and Jump, which I know you don't like it, <sighs> but it's, if, you, if you play it Dodge and Jump, it's a much better game. Space... <laughs> <laughs> Space Harrier, which I've got into as part of a shoot 'em up league a few years ago. Never played it in the arcade, so didn't like it. Now I really like it. The music's great on that. Yeah, it is. That, that wasn't, though. Uh, Ketsui. <laughs> Ketsui, which is a great bullet hell from Cave. And Turtles, which you got me into, which I'm definitely. Yes! I want to 1cc that. I want to go back to it. If you do get... it before me, mm. I'm going to. I'm going to hit you so hard in your eye, 
your glasses yeah. will be contact lenses. Which I do any of them. Do not do <laughs> turtles before me. I'll be really annoyed. I'm, I've got close to doing turtles. I had one little baby turtle to take to the home to finish the game twice. Now I've been one turtle away from doing the oh. game twice. I'm it, on another it, mission now, anyway, so I won't be touching turtles for a bit. Mm. And I'll talk about that later. So my five next ones are Mr. Driller, ooh, uh, Tetris, the Atari Tetris on the tiny little board. Oh, I need to put that one on. It's great though. Cuba, Got yeah. Game. Death Race, which I used to own, mm-hmm. and Pac Mania, which I used to own. So mm-hmm. out of them five games, I actually own own or owned four of them. I have all the Mr. Driller games on PCB. Mr. Driller 1, Mr. Driller 2, Mr. Driller G. I own Tetris. I don't own Cuba, unfortunately. I used to own the Death Race Cam until I sold it, which was quite a fun game. And I used to own Pac-Mania until I swapped it with RGP for Phoenix. But the game I'd like to talk about in depth a little bit more is Mr. Driller. I found Mr. Driller, not in the arcade, but on the Dreamcast back in the day when it was actually released on the Dreamcast. And I just loved it. And... Just really got into it. It's just a really great puzzle game, and everyone I've introduced it to really likes it as well. It's just easy to play. Kids can play it. Women really like it. I mean, mm. I'm not trying to be sexy by saying women like puzzle games, because I like puzzle games as well, but every woman I've introduced it to likes it. Mm. And every bloke, actually. So my wife really likes it, and she's actually a world-class player on it. She's actually beaten the record on it before, but we didn't video it at the time. Yeah. So Mr. Driller is a good one, because we, we both play it at home. Uh, every version of Mr. Drill I've liked, even the really slow Game Boy version, it's quite a slow game, but it's quite good. Uh, it's, it's quite easy because it's quite slow. Uh, I really enjoy Mr. Driller, and I've, I got all the games together, and I've enjoyed them ever since on every platform. So I really like Mr. Driller. Mm. And it looks really nice in a proper Namco Cyberlead cab. Have you ever seen it in one of those? No. I played it in 2009 at the Arcade Otaku show when they had lots of candy cabs in Wolverhampton. And right. they had it in a Namco Cyberlead, and on that cab, which is actually meant for some of their Namco games, some of the Namco PCBs of that era have got a separate little adapter. And you plug it into the Namco Cyberlead, and it actually has an LED display above the marquee. Right. And it plays little animations from the game. So I think you can play Tekken 1, 2, and 3 on it and have the extra animations. Mr. Driller. I think Soul Blade might have some extra bits to it as well. I can't remember now. But there's a certain clever. number of games, and it's really nice on there. And it's really, it's sort of, sort of a pastely coloured cab, a sort of light purple, sort of lavender colour, and obviously sort of cream plastic colour. It works really well on there, really nice. That's the best way to play Mr. Driller, I think. Excellent. Yeah. I kind of thought it was okay, but I didn't really gel with it. That's because you're a fool. I'm a bit of a fool. Yeah, but you didn't dislike it. No, no, not really, no. You should talk to Mr. Uh, Jake Smith. He loves it as well. That, lad, that lad's got taste. <laughs> I've got another 15 to keep me going. You need to put some more on your list, don't you? I've just put Tetris on. Oh, well done, sir. Mm. I need to go back through all our old podcast games. There's a lot of them I can put on. Absolutely. Yes, right. Oh, I'll tell you what else. Before we go on to the next section... When we've done the 100 games, and we've gone through a few talking about our sort of memories of them and where we played them and why we liked the games, we should do uh, maybe a top 10 of hateful games. Ones we really don't like. Because there's plenty I really don't like. Mm. Mm. Motos. You like Motos, though, didn't you? No, it's a terrible game. 
<laughs> it was just really boring. I mean, I mean, I don't mean games that you just don't. Oh, I didn't like it very much, or whatever reason. But ones you really, really dislike, and for what reason? Not just because you don't like it, but what reasoning for like? We should do that. I think afterwards. Yeah, good idea. Hateful games. The hateful ten. <laughs> I'm writing that down. That's very good. That Vic. the hateful ten. Hateful ten. Arr. And I'll look at that in a couple of days and think, what what the hell have I written that for? Oh, anyway, so. It is time for the music quiz. You're going to hit me with some music quizzes, is is? And I've had to increase the difficulty because you're so good at it, right? Mm-hmm. I named right. that tune in one. Are you ready for the first one? Go on then, hit me. <laughs> I know that. It's a Galaxian hardware game it is is it the end no i'll come back to that i'll come back to it i've got that on the galaxy multi game <laughs> that's how good i am i know these things i just got to remember oh. that that's your title go on you're close right Is second one no idea about that one no nope, never heard again. That one. no i never heard of that one before Okay. Never Third one. It. Third one is two little clips from the same game. That sounds like pole position. No. Is it a racing game? No. Play again. Okay. Oh. Is it a Namco game? No. It sounds like one of the Xevious games, like the, the Xevious 3DG. No. Oh, you are piling on the difficulty. Go on. I still <laughs> like it. I like the idea of these. Here's the fourth one. Ready? Mm-hmm. Rastan Saga. Yes. I did a genuine fist pump, man, when I did that. I don't know how much of this I've recorded. About four half. weeks of it. So one CC. Half a minute, that's too much. That's right, too much. you've got one so okay. far. Mm-hmm. Very disappointed, Mr. Martin. I'll get the others, don't you worry. <laughs> right, here's the fifth one. Ready? Uh-huh. Pang. Yes. I'll get it by the, by the ping and pongs. I'm just going to look up the Galaxian multi-game a minute so I know what the game <laughs> is. Yeah, Pang's right. So you've got two out of five. So and, far. And I've got a little bonus one like I did before. Oh, go on then. Give me this a bonus one. I'm a secretary in type all day. Oh, I'm a it's a song. I know it's a song, but it's not off an arcade game, is it? No. I'm a secretary in She's a secretary. Is that what it's called? I'm a secretary. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Not really. It's from my raving days. You wait, wait, listen to it. Hands in the air, Vic. Ready? <laughs> Ready? You're an idiot. Can you stop, please? Anyway, sorry about that. That's I'm a Secretary by Synthedelic. Omega? What? Is oh, it Omega? Sorry, I forgot what we're doing. No. Uh, War of the Bugs. No, it's not that. No. Do you want me to play again one more time? Black Hole. 
<laughs> you can't, can't just keep saying random games. <laughs> I can. I'll, I'll play it once more, ready? Go on then. Is it Uniwar S? I know what it is, it's Pisces. No. No, it is! It's not. It's that. It's not. Exodus. No. Moon Alien. No. Oh, God. Oh, that's annoying me. Oh, we'll get to the if end I of that. If I tell you there's a bit of speech in it, you get it. Oh, it's King and Balloon. Yeah. If, you'd, leave... if you'd done the help, I would have got it. Yeah. I was ah. going to leave that in, but I thought, nah, it's too it's, easy. It's not on the multi-game, but it sounds similar because it's the same hardware. It's on the 60 and 1. Oh, you bugger. <laughs> that's what you are. You sneak that one in. I like the sneaky ones, though. I like the hard ones. Mm. Shall we do... No, let's not bother. Let's just end it here, shall we? But no! Go on, let's, let's do... Featured Game Review. Right, this game is called Commando from Capcom 1985. It was licensed to Data East in the US, and it's an eight-way stick with two buttons, machine gun and grenade. Also known as Senju no Ukami. Wolf of the Battlefield. Wolf in the Battlefield in Japan. Very nice name. It uses a standard, at the time, 56-pin Capcom harness, not to be confused with jammer wiring, which is also 56-pin, but totally different. Totally different. Other games uses Commando hardware, 1943, Black Tiger, Sidearms, and Gun Dot Smoke. Gun Dot Smoke. Yeah. I hope you weren't exporting or using this game outside of Japan, Sean. No, I was in Japan whilst playing this. It is in violation of copyright and constitutes a criminal act, Sean. I was actually in Akihabara just oh, okay. this morning. Fair play. Right, this game is... I've got a great acronym, acronym for you now. Don't, it's don't p- do it as an acronym, do it as a word. It's a PSEFZU. It's a P-S-V-S-E-U. Mm, I don't agree. It's a push screen, vertically scrolling, shoot em up. It, it, it's just scrolling, isn't it? No, you push, you you push, the, you force the screen up. You can stop what? the screen. You can actually scrolling. lift the monitor. But I, I wouldn't if no. I really. But you you could anyway. Here is a super complicated story from the European flyer. You ready? Yes. A fierce guerrilla war is in progress in the jungle of a certain unexplored region. A crack soldier called Super Joe, who has undergone special training, has received a highly secret mission and is about to enter this fierce war. The seek highly secret mission is to annihilate the evil army that is attempting to extend its claws throughout the world, claws, <laughs> and to destroy the place which is said, said to be impregnable. Can Super Joe carry out this reckless, almost impossible mission? He can. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Super Joe starts the game by being dropped off in the jungle by a big helicopter. I like the animation. It's got like a two-frame animation. Mm. But mm-hmm. I, did, I, did, I honestly don't actually quite like it. It's cheesy and lovely. Mm. Super Joe can shoot his limited range machine gun in eight directions. He can, however, only throw his grenade forward. This actually works to the benefit of the game, in my opinion. If anything hits Super Dave, he's toast. Bullets, baddies, grenades, vehicles, stray hot dogs, etc. Extra grenades grenades can be picked up as the player progresses through the level. Little boxes. I'm always too busy to bother with them. And why is there no flamethrower in this game? Hmm? Be good that on it. Mm. Joe then runs up the screen, shooting enemies and rescuing any captives that he sees. The end of each level is kind of like a survival wave, where soldiers pour out of an enemy base or the stronghold. Kill as many baddies as possible, including the green officer, for 2,000 points. Shoot all the guys, or at least until they go away. The last few stragglers can just 
nip off the side of the screen. You'd have to kill them. Mm. And to to get the captives, they're normally. I've only ever seen a couple. There's like two two guys like enemy soldiers, strong arm in this captive up the screen, and you shoot the two two guys. And they just thought they're all going for a nice stroll, arm in arm. Actually, yeah. they don't look to be that bothered about it. Mm. You get two lots of four levels, making eight levels for a one-coin completion. After you complete the level of shooting up a bunch of soldiers, you get a little cutscene. The first one is your soldier smoking. I am smoking a fag. <laughs> yes. All the levels... Actually, this is very good. I'm really proud of this bit. All the levels I've explained in super helpful descriptive keywords. Yeah, bullet points. You ready? Yep. Level one. Helicopter. Jungle. Trees. Ledges. Wall. Comrade, bridge, bridge, or oh, the bridges. Why not make this game harder by having parts of it you can't even see your man? Yeah, rubbish. It's, it's hard enough anyway. Hiding, grenades, doors, Hot officer, cigarette, cigarette guys. Level two. These are just really good. Motorbikes, giraffes, jeeps, <laughs> trenches, bazookas, river, pillbox, caves, swig. He's swigging at the end of that, that yeah, cutscene. Swigging drink. from a from a canteen. Level three. Houses, lorries, molotov. Toilets. Snack. snack. He's eating a snack. Are they military biscuits? Probably very military, yeah. Dead flies. Level four. Nearly there, kids. Crevice. Runway. Airplane. Hot air balloon. Barra. Barracks. Crow's nest. Stronghold. Fire. Fire. Helicopter. Then it says, congratulations, your first duty finished. And a level 5 to 8 is kind of as similar backgrounds as 1 to 4. So level 5 is similar to 1. Mm-hmm. And the other things that the guy does in the cutscenes is poking the fire with a stick. Yeah. Which you should always do. Obviously. He's drinking some tea, I think. Oh, you wouldn't like that. Or, no, and he's cleaning his gun. Uh-huh. So lots, lots of nice cutscenes. Yeah. Is, is there any wasps involved in the cutscenes? I haven't seen any, but you mm. never can tell. How about jam? I don't think there's any jam. He is eating some. Have you looked? Might, it might be jam. Mm. Mm. What is it with Capcom making you do the game again? You do the mm. first one to four level, you get in your helicopter, you nip off, and you've got to go and do the lot again. But it's different. It's different, different yeah, but you've got to do yeah. another four levels. Same stuff. And it ends with fire! Congratulations, your every duty finished, it says. Every duty. When you've done it, which I haven't I haven't one CC'd it. Mm. That's my mission. I'm gonna try and one CC this oh, in the next really? couple of weeks. I've only been playing it this week. It's been so busy last week. Mm. I've played it for about on and off since Tuesday. So I've been not playing it on and off an hour this morning. <laughs> yeah. Some of the graphics are a bit glitchy. Have you ever been run over by half a bike? No. That would be a unicycle, surely. No, it's just half a bike. Half a bike. Yeah, the quality captain. Well done. The, the back part mm. and i think i've figured out why this game is so brutally hard it's capcom you have numerous point blank bullets and soldiers to dodge on the ground yeah but you also have to keep an eye on the aerial attack from the grenades as they arc through the air towards you so you've got a 3d attack on a 2d plane does that make sense not really that's why you get killed a lot and you think why do i just get killed You've got to sort of I run under the bombs because you know they're not going to land on you. Yeah. But well, I, I tried to. I've got a bit to add to this. And Go this on. this has also been covered a lot by our friends, the Pie Factory podcast. Sean always talks about video game physics, right? Mm. And in this game, right, and in many games, you can't actually do real life physics because if you're being shot at by someone in a in a 
army soldier environment, the bullets you wouldn't even see on the screen because bullets are small in real life. And also they go at the speed of a bullet over a thousand miles an hour. Right? Now, they're not like a square white pixel, then? No, they're not like a pixel that goes at 10 miles an hour, the same shape as a tennis ball. That doesn't happen. Mm. But you've got to have that, because you'd never get out of the way of it. You'd just be dead. In real life, you'd be, if someone shot it, you'd be dead, wouldn't you? Yeah. So what they do is they make the bullets bigger, easy to see. But in this game, they shoot you at point-blank range, which if you was in a war environment and someone was about to shoot you, you'd shoot them at point-blank range, wouldn't you? Yes. But this game is just, they've, they've not done that bit properly for video game f- physics. They shoot you far too close. It doesn't give you a chance to get out of the way of them. Mm. You can be within like a few millimetres of a guy and he'll just shoot you. And you won't even know you've been shot because you don't even see the bullet come out of his gun. You're just dead. So it's a bit unfair, I think, that. They should be at least an inch or two away from you before they're allowed to shoot at you. Right, yeah. So this is play tips and secrets and... This is from Charlie Far, right? He mm-hmm. says, keep running north, northeast or northwest as much as you can. Yep. Perfect, perfect the northern strafe. The northern strafe? Yeah. Is that a dance? Oh, uh, no, I've just copyrighted that. Copyright me, 2017. The northern strafe. Should, you know, just wobble your gun in a, in a triangle arc. <laughs> okay, is it a bendy gun? That was a bendy gun, yeah. I got a if- bendy gun in Yorkshire. <laughs> Doing the northern strafe. If you hang around on any part of the level, anywhere, you eventually get overrun by a hundred percent accurate, accurate gunfire or grenades. Giraffes. Huh? You, if, oh, grenades! If you double back for a bit to get some bombs, the screen just gets swamped. Yeah, you got to keep going. That's that's obvious in this game. You just keep mm. going. So you can pick off the guys for points, but you don't survive very long. So you just try and get to the end of the level, get your five thousand points for clearing the level, get to the next one. Also, perfect the reverse shot flick. I've just copyrighted that. RSF. Well. RSF. Mm-hmm. That is when you're running away from a guy and he's behind you, you know he's going to shoot. Quickly flick back and shoot him and carry on running. In the face. You need a floppy stick for that. Ooh. In a rat floppy stick. <laughs> to do this, you need to, yeah, put that. Try not to get stuck on things. Trees, corners, sandbags, bridge bits, bridge bricks even, jam pots, anything. Yeah, don't get stuck in the jam. But get your foot in a jam pot. How can you run around as a commander with your foot in a jam pot? That's going to be really tricky. Oh, it'd be annoying, wouldn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't like it. Anyway, at the level four and eight strongholds, it is possible to grenade the guys in the top windows by going right up to the structure and then lobbing your bomb. It's very hard to do this without getting shot in the kidneys at point blank from the guys. I didn't even get that bottom far. door. No. no, only get the grenades when they are not too far out of your way. I always seem to have plenty to spare. Anyway, don't risk it for a biscuit. I like that. It's good, that, isn't it? Don't risk it for a biscuit. Half-ass grenade throws are useful on the end-of-level boss rushes to thin out the herd. I just sort of throw in the general direction, and you normally get two or three. Mm. And some vehicles can be shot as well as bombed for some strange reason. Yeah, I've shot a Jeep before and it disappeared. What a load of rubbish. I shot a Jeep in face. Yeah. Mm. Graphics and sound, what do you think on these, Vic? I like them. They're good 8-bit graphics. Mm. I like the animations. Uh, I like the fact that the palm trees flap about when your helicopter's landing and, and dropping you off. Yeah, the sound's pretty good as well, actually. I like the music. Oh, I love the sound, yeah. And I like the, the little rat-a-tat of your pew-pew gun. And I do like the tune as well, actually. And even like the tune at the end when you put your name in. Yeah, nice, tidy graphics and sound. I've put iconic sound and music. For me, one of the sounds of the 80s arcade. That This was ringing out and you thought, oh, I'll go and play Commando. I only, yeah. have a couple, only used to have a couple of games because it was so difficult, but I always enjoyed it. And here is a sound, an example of the game running. 
right scores and i've put little comments by the scores i can see that as people have posted them right at the bottom mark clayton thirty thousand. they say the good die young he's put yeah absolutely connor malloy also thirty thousand. good to meet him at arcade club on friday he's come all the way over from ireland Mm -hmm. boom go pinball new player thank you thirty thousand seven hundred. now we know who wears the pants because i'm pants he's put yeah, well. Andrew Driver, 31.6. Paul Craddy, 34.7. Duke Dang, 41.1. Gregor's Chunk Skin, Chunks in even. Why do I say Chunk Skin? We do doing that. It's Chunks in Space, not yeah. Chunk Skin in Space. Well, you can't have a chunky skin. Actually, I've got quite a chunky skin, haven't I? Yeah. yeah. 46.4. Ben of Steel. Ben of Steel, 46.4. And he's been playing. Yeah, he's been playing Pac Man Ticket Mania instead. It's probably a which better is a, choice, actually. Which is a ticket LCD game. It looks, it looks mental. Uh, Mr. Marland, yeah. 50,900. Meh, don't care. Mick Orwell, 53.2. Neil, 20-5, 55.7. Check out his Play Glasgow write-up on his blog. Very I have done. Good. Did in the bath earlier. I got a mention on it. Hmm. <laughs> Garen Retro Schmupper, Schmupper, 56,900. Paul McCaskey, 61,8. Chris CMP, 62,000. Playing on a proper PCB, which he reckons was a bit glitchy. But he, he's fixed most of the glitches on it. Mm-hmm. Chris Mooncrest, the bootleg, 68,300. Sal Bugleriassi, 72,500. Trollnads, 75. Mark Happy Dude, 76.4. Steve Tyke, 81.1. Getting good now. Tactical Genius, who is experienced in the 10p effect, 81,600. Tagster, 108.7. And he sent me a picture of a man with arcade arm. He looks rather like you, that guy with arcade arm, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He's He's got a nice cap on. Yes. Do you reckon I could pull off a cap? You could pull it off and put it in the bin. Yeah. Nick seventy three hundred fourteen thousand six hundred. I don't. He's put on this. I don't get how I play exactly the same way, but sometimes I can't get past level three for five games in a row, and then I get to level six and next game. That exactly happens to me as well. Mm. It's such a difficult game. That is my sound of disapproval. Mm. Mm. Next is me. I'm disappointed in this. I thought I'd do better. I got one hundred thirty two thousand nine hundred. You over doubled my score though. Nick Silver Smurfer in third place with 137,400. Well played. Ian Cullen had a really good score of 144,300. And on the high score table, he's written some swear words, which are very funny. Mm, arse candle is very interesting. <laughs> it's good, that, isn't it? If I have a dog, I'm going to call my dog Arse Candle. Yes. So I can't believe this top score. This is insane. Charlie Farr. As yeah. two as one CC has gone around twice and he's almost got to the third loop oh with five hundred and fifty eight thousand nine hundred, and he's how the hell has he done it? That is an incredible achievement on this game, I reckon. How it... did he have the interest to do it? <laughs> Oh, we're getting on to this in a minute. I'm going to give it a bit of a beating in a minute. He's put Commando is a great game. It no, it's has not. The, it has the edge over Gun Dot Smoke no, due it to ran, random enemies. No, none of that. I, I still like it. I still <sighs> let me tell, let me say something nice about it before I go into it a bit. Go on. Cabinet art. I think it came as a kit. I don't think it was a dedicated cabinet, but a dedicated kit that came with it. And the one we're looking at here, which I'll put on the website, is a very similar cabinet style to 1942 by the same people uh, it's got a really nice commando marquee 
in sort of like military letters, you know, that sort of stenciled letters you put on the side of crates. Yeah. With commando on it, a guy with a gun and stuff. There's a nice um, marquee area, a bezel area around the screen, which has got the sort of the, the installations with guns firing and guys chucking rockets and stuff around. It's got a really cool camouflage control panel, which really works nicely. It's got green and white buttons on there as well, so it's a really good mm-hmm. control panel. And the side art is sort of like a, almost like a, a patch you'd see on the arm of a camouflage jacket, if you know what I mean. And it's got a star with camouflage on it, a guy with a firing a gun, and a military guy with a helmet on and stuff, commando with data east. Really nice artwork package for it, I think. It's really, it goes really well with the cab. Mm. Really like that. It's a similar kit, I think, that went with 1942, where you got like the, the marquee, the screen bezel, control panel overlay, and the side art. Mm. Yeah. Trivia. On the final level, Capcom is written vertically into the tarmac of the runway where the aeroplanes are. Capcom is also written as the ground on one of the later Volgus levels in the same way, written vertically. You mean the much better game Volgus? Yeah, it is much better, I'll yes. be honest there. Must, I must check out more early Capcom games to see if they're, they're doing that on anything else. They have the Yashiki in a lot of their games. You know that little swirly whirlwind yeah. icon? They have that in a lot of their games. I think it's in Sun Sun, 1942, Volgus. It's not in this, but it's in Gunsmoke, I think. There's. I was looking at this for the RGDS podcast, and there's at least 30 games that it's in. Really? As many yeah. as that? Wow. Yeah. I like it when they do little things like that. I really like that. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, did you see other Capcom games in the high score table? Volgus, mm. Exodexes, Higimaru, Sun Sun, and Commando, spelled with just one M. That's really oh. poor. Because it's actually got Capcom in the background of the same screen. But you can also put in ten letters for your name or a short, rude message. A lot of our childish listeners already did this. Well done, listeners. Mm. I think I put on mine earlier and sent a picture to you. I put, like, this sucks. Yeah. Or something. (laughs) It had Capcom above it and then this sucks underneath. So Capcom, this sucks. (laughs) There was a ROM revision of this game, apparently which allowed baddies to chuck grenades at you because you could actually hide out on the original ROM version behind trees and other obstacles indefinitely. They wouldn't get you. They couldn't chuck stuff at you. They ch- chuck grenades anyway. Yeah, but they didn't in the original version, apparently. They had to add right. the grenade chucking right. lights on it, yeah. Ooh. You can shoot, apparently you can shoot down when you get the boss rush, boss rush at the end. You can shoot down through the bottom of the screen to get the baddies. You can do it at the start of the level as well. And the bullets come out of the top. Yep. But it, it's more trouble than it's worth, I think. I didn't bother doing it. And they can shoot you from the top up. Right. So I've tried it and you get killed. If you go to the bottom and, and go down, they shoot upwards and they get you up through the bottom of the screen as you're getting them down from the top of the screen. So oh, it really God. isn't worth bothering about. That was a rubbish thing you told me about. I thought it would be, <laughs> be a good little glitch. No, it's rubbish. <laughs> And the high score table is one of my favourite high score tables ever. I love it. You can shoot the letters and they spin round to put your name in. Does Volgus do that as well? No, I checked. Ah, there, is, there is another game that does something similar. Mm. Maybe it's Higamaru. Where you roll something over it. I can't remember. There is, and Ladybug's very similar. You actually control your Ladybug. And as you travel through the letter, it puts the letter on the high score table for you. I know, it's awkward that, isn't it? It's takes, it's, even the high score table's rubbish on Ladybug. Brilliant. <laughs> I will not hear a word said about my beautiful ladybug. <laughs> Shut it. So I didn't. I didn't like the game very much. It had the ten pence effect for me. 
Mm. I used to think it was a classic, and now it's as boring as hell, which we'll get onto in a minute. But because of that, I didn't play very much of it. I didn't have a lot of time or a lot of motivation. I've been losing a bit of that again. But what I did do the other night, I spent a bit of time doing some research, and I did some research into the other versions of the game, which were released on various computers and consoles of the day. So mm. the ports and sequels and Legacy, there are loads of them. It was actually released on Atari 2600. Yes, the Atari 2600, this game. I looked at this, and you can really tell it's actually Commando. even has music all the way through the game, plus effects and palm trees. Uh, wow. A massive achievement for that machine. It does actually play, and it, you can tell it's Commando. If you put it on without looking at the cartridge, you would know this is Commando on the 2600. The NES version is quite different, different kind of styled game with secret screens. If you bomb certain areas, rather like Zelda, you get little secret little ladders come up, and you go down the ladder, and you find secret rooms with different bits in, you know, bonuses in, you have a, some extra grenades in or something. And right. the NES did that with certain games. I think Green Beret's got extra levels in it as well. The Intellivision got a version of it, not bad. Atari 7800, which is one of the two official game cartridges for the 7800 with onboard Pokechip chip for enhanced sound and music. So the sound that's really, really good. The Spectrum got it, BBC B got it, Electron Electron got it, Amstrad, the Commodore 64, which has got rather marvellous music by Rob Hubbard, which was created in less than 12 hours overnight, apparently. Wow. He went into the office to do it, worked overnight, got it, gave it to him in the morning, picked up his cheque and nipped off. <laughs> that's how good. That's how good it was. Uh, the two powerhouse 16-bit computers of the day, Atari ST and Commodore Amiga, also got excellent versions. And here's a bit of a treat. Let's put a bit of Rob Hubbard Commodore 64 music from Commando in, which is a remix from the arcade version. really good music that uh, the official follow up to this game is Mercs uh, Mercenaries and is a three player simultaneous commando where you can get your own back on the daft vehicles and actually drive them around yourself this looks like a nice update and a tad easier and you can get a flamethrower which I mentioned earlier uh, it's at Arcade Club the three player cab and me and two oh, other guys it? played through it yeah oh nice the- the three-player control panel is very weird. There's two of you that stand at the front and slightly to the side. Yeah. But player three has to stand side on, so he's looking, at the, he's looking at the screen at a, as a like at a right angle. The oh. joystick is really sort of to the right, hard right of the cab. It's very weird. There are a few three-player games. I think uh, Rampage is three-player, isn't it? Yeah, one of the sprint games is, or is it? Off-road. Yeah, three. Ivan, what's its face? He's off-road, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think one of them is three-player. So, Championship Sprint's got three 
Steering wheels. Yeah. There's a couple of games like that. I've got three. I think Moonwalker might be a three player as well, actually. Am I, ah. am I misremembering? I don't know. Sure. Hmm. Yeah, but that game looks quite smart, actually. I've got a look at that. There was also another follow up which came out on Xbox Live Arcade called Wolf of Battlefield Commando 3, which only got lukewarm reviews, like 50, 60% reviews. I never even knew it had come out. It was published by Capcom, but developed by Backbone Entertainment. So that's how good that was. Mm. Um, my overall thoughts and improvements on this game, it's very, very dull. It's the same thing over and over and over again. So more interesting gameplay and static features to run around or negotiate would be interesting. Weapon power-ups, maybe. Different bosses rather than just a dull bucket full of soldiers falling out of the gates over and over again. And different stages rather than just charge up the screen I needed to brighten. Maybe you could go left and right, perhaps. Mm -hmm. I think that's what happens in Mercs. You can sort of go left and right. So they did sort of improve it in the next game. But if you were to do a Commando 1.5, I think some power-ups, maybe a smart button, a smart bomb button as well. Because sometimes you do yeah. get overawed with with you know bad guys, and at the end, if you'd saved your smart bomb, you could just smash it to get rid of all of them in one go. That'd be quite a, a quick, easy fix for the end of the level. But yeah, the end of the levels are exactly the same every time. It's just you know loads of soldiers running at you. It just gets really boring freight levels, and there's nothing it's, you do different. It's just it's just run round stuff, avoid stuff, don't get caught up over and over and over again. It's exactly the same freight levels. Which really bores me. It's almost like a random spawning of the bosses, so that you, you can't have any fixed route through the game. You always got to react to what's happening, which which is quite yeah. it's quite refreshing, really. It's not like so like Gunsmoke, where everything was staged. You know, you knew when the baddies were coming. Yeah, I think so. But, but this one, they just come from all over the place, and you cannot predict where they're going to come from. Which makes it more difficult, especially when they shoot at you very very close range. Mm. And I don't like that. I, I used to like Commando, and I actually think the home version, especially for me, the Commodore 64 version, which I actually played the other day on my Commodore 64, I actually dragged it out to play it. Uh, I think that's better because it's a bit easier. It's more playable. Have you played Who Who Dares Wins, the Commodore 64 clone? No, I haven't. I've heard of it, but I've not played yeah. it. I'm just looking at a YouTube of it now. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I don't think I had Commando. I think I had this when I was younger. I definitely had Commando, especially on the Spectrum as well. And mm. apparently it was released on the... It was made for the Atari 8-bit computers and never released. I think it was re- given a release later on, but you needed 128K for it, which my Atari hasn't got. It's only got 64K, so I can't play it. Burger. Burger. Right, my thoughts. I've always liked it, and I've always dipped in and out of it over the years, never really playing it seriously. Same as Phoenix, really. That's the same kind of play I've done with that. Mm-hmm. I think it's an awesome Twitch game, and it would be great and easier as a twin-stick shooter. One of our listeners has said this. They, Whoever said that is spot on. It would go well as a twin-stick. Mm. Sort of travelling up the screen, keep going, but you could shoot all around you. That'd be quite good. This game is difficult and it's going to stay difficult due to the random nature of the spawning enemies. Impossible to learn a safe route through the game. But I still do like it. Mm. You know the calamitous yet truthful scales of frustration? Yes, I do know that. If if you weigh up the enjoyment against the frustration, I think the enjoyment is just a bit more. No. So I'm going to carry on. I want to 1cc it. I've got to now. Mm. got to. Charlie Farr's done it. I want to do it. I, I just I'll never play it again. <laughs> Honestly, I just don't think it's worth playing because I know I actually watched a video for a bit of research to see you know what happens on the later levels because I've never been to the level I've never been to level three before, and it's just exactly the same over and over again. There's a few different graphics. That's it. 
I think level three is harder than level four, definitely. I just think it's really boring. It's just the same thing, just travel at the road, get shot, travel at the road, get shot. And you can get shot within five seconds and lose all your lives in one level. You can just die really quickly. Yeah. It's just not... No, it's, it really is the 10 pets effect for me. I used to love it, and now I just can't be bothered. I won't delete it from my main setup, but I certainly won't be playing it again in a hurry. Mm. Yeah, dull. I, I, I do like it, but why was there no continue option? Because continues is fail, for failures. But they could have could have got more money out of people. They want to see the end of the level. Why no continue option? The continue options weren't that popular in 85 yet. Mm, yeah, I suppose uh-huh. so. And a simultaneous two-player option would have been fun, but they weren't that popular then, were they? No, that w- probably because of the hardware as well, I think. Mm. I mean, it wasn't man enough to do it. But yeah, that would improve the game, I think. But I think, I think if someone was to hack it, hack the arcade ROM and add a few bits to it, well, you have to add loads. I mean, you have to be a really talented program to do this, and maybe it wouldn't even be possible. But a two-player version, power-ups, and maybe stuff. You know, the 1942 kind of power-ups where you get more power power. You fire maybe two or three bullets at once, and when you hit a certain power, it kills everything on the screen. Or maybe you get some little guys come and, and run alongside you and fire with you. That'd be quite cool. Mm. But I mean, it'd take a lot to do it. I could never do it. Uh, but yeah, that sort of thing for a 1.5 would vastly improve the game, I think. And maybe coming down the screen rather than going up all the time. Actually, you reverse the roles. So maybe you go to do a mission and you've got to come back to the helicopter. That'd be interesting. Mm. Yeah. Have, you, have you played Mercs? Because I think you'd like that one. I've probably played it once or twice before. I mean, I've, I've probably played it on the 8-bit computers. I'm sure it came out on the 8-bit computers as well. I think there's a bit of sideways scrolling with that as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I watched a short video on it. Yeah, it did look quite good, though. This game started a bit of a trend with your PSVS EUs. Oh, yeah. You push screen vertical shoot 'em ups. Notable examples would be Ikari Warriors, Heavy Barrel, Shock Troopers on the Neo Geo, and Out Zone, the mighty Out Zone. The mighty, incredibly difficult Out Zone. I know. It's far too hard, that game. This game, uh, I just finished by saying, I think Commando is. Ghosts and Goblins. Ghosts and Goblins tough, I think it is. I think it is one of the toughest games. Yeah. I wanted to complete Ghosts and Goblins, and when I watched people doing it, it's just so relentlessly difficult. So I just mm. gave, I said, no, I'm not going to even bother trying to do that. I won't be able to do it. It's one of those games where you just keep going and keep getting killed and keep getting... It's just, no, I can't progress. I'm not playing it. So, same with me. I did try. I, played, I got up early this morning and played it for about an hour. And sometimes I was just getting like 9,000 points, just dying, 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 dead. Mm-hmm. So I forgot, yeah, so, I was doing that. So I just got really bored of it, and it was a 10 pence effect. I just, I've got 50-odd thousand, I'm not playing anymore. That's me done. I'm out. <laughs> if, I had, I mean, if I had, like, say, 10 games of it, yeah, two games I'd do all right, eight games I'd be killed by about 50,000. How do you keep going? How do you have the, the inclination to keep going when you play that? I, when I play that, I just go, no, I'm not playing this. I'm bored of it now. I, I do find it addictive. I like the feel of the game. I quite like it. But uh, <laughs> I don't understand. It doesn't compute with me, this game. Don't it really I like doesn't. it. <laughs> anyway, so a bit yes. of a thumbs up for you and definitely a thumbs down for me, I think. I'm not, I'm not angry about it. I'm not, it's not like... Um, it is unfair in a way, but it's not stupidly unfair. It looks good. It sounds good. It's just a bit dull, really. Especially yeah, with its difficulty. If you could progress a bit more, even though the levels are exactly the same, level on, level on, level on, if they're a bit easier and you could progress more, it would be a bit better, I think. But because of the way it works, 
I don't enjoy it. Really don't enjoy it anymore. I, I don't hate it as much as Gunsmoke. I really did dislike Gunsmoke a lot. I didn't mind it, that. I didn't mind because it was difficulty. That's the only reason. I love the theme. Love the graphics. Love the sounds. I like the idea where you could shoot left and right with your guns and, and shoot in different directions and different power ups you got. But the game is just ridiculously hard. Stupidly hard. Mm. They just sort of reduced. I think on the on the on the home versions they did make it easier. Yeah, and that's what I like it. about the home versions. I think it just yeah, it's just the difficulty. I think more than anything. Well, kids, check out the ten pence high score league table with Charlie Farr. Will be taking a bit more of a lead, getting ten points with this one. Are we giving him a prize at the end of the year when he wins? When he wins, um, you mean now he's already won? I've got him a t-shirt last year. Should we just poke him? We could buy. Being seen, so this is a bit of a jam themed podcast. Mm. We could buy him some jam. Or one of those springy boxing gloves. So when he opens the jam, a big boxing glove chomps him in the face. Oof. But bop. And he can have a comedy black eye. Yeah. Or a comedy bump comes out the side of his heed. <laughs> That'll learn him for being so good. Damn you, Charlie Farr. <laughs> That's about wrapped up that game, isn't it? It is. Okay. Moving swiftly on. Home computer and console arcade ports. Now, this is the arcade ports or new retro game feature. This is, I've been playing recently, as I said earlier in the podcast, my PC Engine. Been getting all my ROMs sorted out on my EverDrive so I can play all the, have all the decent games, rooted out all the rubbish. And I, the other day I was playing Gradius on it, PC Engine version of Gradius. And yeah. I think it's got to be the best version. I've, yes. I've played the Spectrum, the Commodore 64 version. I played the Game Boy version, it's not bad. Uh, the NES version's all right, but this one, I think this version's actually better than the arcade version. Ding, ding, ding! What about the X68000 version? That's got to be good. I've not played it, but I imagine it would be very similar to this, because it's the same same processor, I think. Uh, yeah. So this is the closest I've seen on a home console to the arcade version. I've not played the X68, but I imagine it would be pretty good. Mm. I like it more than the arcade version. Uh, you know why? One of the reasons why you can use a rapid fire on the controllers to good effect. Yes. Because it's on the controller, you can use it, and I'm sticking to that. Yeah. Because <laughs> right? it's standard, yeah? You're not cheating. You're not adding something to it. And I prefer that because you can fire a lot faster, and it makes the game slightly easier. And I can even get through quite a way into the game, which I cannot do in the arcade. And on this one, if you do get killed and you lose all your weapons, you can pretty much pick them up quite quickly. They might... There may be, I'm not sure, more power-ups in this game to pick up. And also, on the PC Engine version, you can get the four options that follow you around. You know the four, four multiples that follow you around? Yeah. I think on home versions, like the Commodore 64 and the Spectrum, I remember you can only get two. Because obviously there's more things moving around on screen at the time following you around. I don't think you could handle it with an 8-bit processor. But... Also on this, you can get all the weapons from the arcade version, same as the arcade, the four options, the shields, all that sort of stuff. The level is exactly the same as arcade, as far as I can remember, on all the bosses. Uh, there didn't seem to be anything new brought to the game, just a really great rendition of the arcade version. And the graphics on there, on this PC Engine I was playing on, because it's RGB and it's on the, the CRT and everything, I actually prefer it. It looks a lot nicer on a small screen. It's, it's actually, I think it's because of the dot picks the dot pitch on my PVM monitor is quite close, so it's quite a good monitor. So yeah. it's really nice, then, so I enjoy it more there. 
and when the levels get really hectic, when you've got all the weapons, you've got the four multiples flying around and shooting four lasers and four bombs and, and the, the one that goes upwards as well, everything slows down a bit. Because mm. it, it does, and it slows down and speeds up really quickly. So if a load of stuff comes on the screen and you kill it, it slows down really bad. Like it's going through a trigger, and then all of a sudden it's back to normal again. Mm. So it's actually quite fun when it does that. And it's sort of... It's not It's not a feature, obviously. It's a hardware mm. limitation. But it actually does help you get through some of the levels. And as you're sort of straining to get out of something because it's slowed down, and all of a sudden it speeds up, you've got to be careful not to smash into something because you're you know pushing upwards or whatever. You don't want to smash into the roof. So it's actually quite... Good to do that. Poor old PC Engine. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> was it, there was something 16-bit about it, wasn't there, the PC Engine? It had 8-bit processors. And 16-bit video processor, yes. Was it? Right, right. But some of the games in there were really, really smart. Have you, have you got PC Engine emulation on your Raspberry Pi? No, but I could put it on. You would love some of these games, mate, honestly. They're mm. right up your alley. Mm. Right in your wheelhouse. Oof. Yes. I played this in the first incarnation of Arcade Club, which was the little shop. Oh, yeah. Well, you had your party that time, your birthday party that time. Oh, it's really good. Salamander's also very good on the PC Engine. Mm-hmm. Do you know what else I found whilst looking through my ROMs as well? Go on, go on. I found a version of Solomon's Key on there called Zipang. Right. It's the same game by Tecmo, but it's a totally different theme. It's not the sort of magic sort of... Um, you're a little magician type with wands and magical fairies and all that sort of theme. This is heavily oriental magic, and it's really, really cool. You never know by looking at the PC Engine Who card, the actual cartridge it came on, there's a stern-looking bloke on there and a girl playing a flute. Very good. So when I saw Zipang, I thought it was some sort of ball puzzle game. When I played it, it's basically Solomon's Key. Really smart. I really enjoyed that. And it's got different level layouts as well. Right. Which right, is really right. cool. Right, last last but one section. And this is... Next show's game. This is a listener pick. Uh, Ian Cullen, that cheeky scamp, he sent us a message saying, nice game choice, time to dig out my commando PCB. And he also says, any chance of bumping Juno first up the list? Consider it bumped. Yes. So we're going to be playing Juno first, the Konami ROM, not the Gottlieb version. Three lives. Uh, any extra lives is there? I can't remember. There's nothing in the dip switches. Whatever's standard. Yeah. Uh, well, it'll be on the website anyway. And the difficulty is number one, default in MAME. Which is easiest, yeah. The Twin Galaxies world record is set at difficulty one, but Orcade world record is set at six. Ah, do you know what? Mm. I was playing this earlier. It's on a 61, if you've got a 61 in your cabinet. It is, yeah. It's good on there as well. I was playing earlier and found it quite difficult, and I was only getting about 55,000 points. Mm. So I don't know if mine's set on the standard or the easiest version. I don't know. But I have to reset it because that's what I'll be playing on for my, right. my go at it. I do know people can get over 3 million on this. Yes. I can't. <laughs> I don't think I've. I think I've got hundred and fifty odd thousand in the past. But I think I've it. got a hundred or so, maybe. Yeah. But I can only get fifty the other day, uh, this morning. So I have to look at that. So great game. Play it. It's a good game. If you like Defender, and you like it going upwards, you'll love it. Mm. So play that and tell us your scores, and we'll talk about it in two weeks' time. Yes. Just before we leave, are you going to play those tunes to me from the music quiz again that I didn't get, and I'll try and get it. Right, you got number one eventually, didn't you? 
With a bit of help. Yeah, this is number two, ready? That is also on the 60 and 1. Oh, is it Van Van Car? No. Mm, this is a bit of a tenuous link. Uh, it's not Mr. Do's Castle. No. I don't know it. it. I don't know it. It involves an isometric Donkey Kong type, type of game. Ah, yeah. That stupid Sega Congo Bongo. Yeah. I wouldn't have known that. I've played it quite a few times, but I wouldn't have known the music, so I've not played it that well to remember it. It's number three. <laughs> Fail. I do know this game. <laughs> uh, that's going to really bug me now. I'll play again. Is it Terra Cruster? No, it's a Konami game. Oh, e. I don't know. I do know the music. When you tell me, I'm going to kick myself. Hypersports, Hypersports, Track and Field 2. Of course it is. Hyper Olympics 84. Idiot. It doesn't sound like pole position, though, doesn't it? Yeah. I I like that Konami style of sound, anyway. And here's a bit more of. I'm a secretary. Type all day. You can hear her typing. I'm a secretary and a type all day. If I had, if I was actually lifting, holding my what? mic, I'd drop it now. Yeah, she's still a secretary. Can you please stop that? It's great, isn't it? Just listen to the bass. Hang on, there it goes. Hang on, one more, one more secretary line. Ready, ready. This was mental in the raves. Whoa! It's great, isn't it? Sorry. I do apologise for that, Vic. I do get. I was reliving my youth there. Hello? Vic? Vic? Oh, he's gone. All right, catch you next time, kids. See ya. Goodbye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 